ready my friend well let's hit that broadcast but oh shit we're broadcasting we're live yeah. live and loud yeah i have to well, i want to make sure it's working but also i need to actually tweet it myself yeah i just made sure it's i'm on the moderator view right now um gotcha. the movie is johnny guitar is is paused it's paused. Somebody, right there's somebody who's online named She's Online. I think it's McKenzie. What's up, McKenzie? I also McKenzie's see online. we have Charlotte. I want to see if this. Um, and I also think we have Dang. Kristen. Because the, the stream here too. 420 up, Buzz. How's it going? We've got multiple users. First ever uh, Hotbox live stream. Hotbox the yeah. live stream. Hotbox the quarantine. I'm getting larger. I'm getting smaller. Yeah, I had to move stuff around because the, the movie was too crazy. What's the What are the comments saying about the sound? How does it sound? Too loud? Too quiet? Uh, feels, feels good to be here. Uh, sound good. Mm. Do you have any, do we have any tunes going yet? We do. Yeah. Nice. I can't hear it. I mean, I guess I could kind of like listen if you wanted to, to my listen to the Twitch a little bit. Mm. Yep. Wow. So now we're here. How's it going? Where's the bud? Uh, I'm doing okay. I guess, you know, it's 420. It's 422 now. We missed it. We're on stoner time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to streams. Hopefully Twitch doesn't shut me down. Hopefully this doesn't get too loud for Twitch. Do you think it would get a copyright strike first, or do you think that you and your device would would cause it to get taken down first? Good question. Um, well, so far, you know, been doing a little DJing on Twitch, and yeah, so far haven't encountered any real copyright flags or problems that I know of. I feel like those things have to be spread very thin now. 
Yeah, especially on Twitch of all places. I don't know. Yeah. Like, isn't well, there... There's copyrighted material in video games. You know, if I were to stream Burnout yeah. Paradise, you would hear Paradise City by Guns N' Roses blaring. Yeah, Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. It's a classic one. Are they going to shut down my Guitar Hero Twitch stream? I don't know. I you think know? about that, though, with... um. I was looking at some VR art games to get to try out for this this time in quarantine. And one of them was Dreams, that one made by Media Molecule, who did like mm-hmm. Little Big Planet, which is the game where you make games and levels and stuff. Um, but with Dreams, people like remake like Metal Gear Solid and Mario and stuff. And I was like, if you did that, would that get like a copyright strike? Because it's in some other game or something. I didn't know. I don't know. Only well, Only one way to find out. This just, this Keef just keeps smoking. You're going off. Wow, we got a comment. 420 Buzz says, where the grass is green. I'll tell you how green this valley is. Rip one for John Ford. You know. God damn it. She wore a purple ribbon. Yellow ribbon kush. Um, you know, hit that quiet man. I prefer that loud man. Personally. So what have you been up to today? Um, I had to work from home a little bit earlier and then I was fiddling around with this. Um, played Call of Duty for a sec with you. Yeah. And our buddy Ethan did not get the dub. Um, 420Buzz asks, isn't she wore a yellow ribbon the film Pedro Costa proclaimed a stoner classic? Yeah, that's actually uh, mm-hmm. uh, sort of true. Uh, there's an essay by Jonathan Rosenbaum about uh, about a hotbox favorite um, Portuguese filmmaker Pedro Costa. And Costa loves the Kush, believe it or not. And it, in that essay, it says that Pedro Costa once told Rosenbaum that he, um, his whole like sense of color as a filmmaker and kind of like approach to color in film was really influenced by a stone viewing of John Ford's She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. Um, so that was a little, I, if, you, if you listen to the first episode, I think I might have mentioned that because it was that reference that sort of, uh, Inspired that the, this podcast a little bit got me thinking. Um, also, mm-hmm. Kristen says, "Please let your followers know Pedro Costa's favorite band is the Pet Shop Boys." Yes, it is wow. apparently. Also, he's a noted fan of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He programmed that the new one series. Yeah, the second, the second of the new trilogy, which I didn't really gotcha. care for. Anyway, the Vapes I, of Wrath, the yeah. two that I've seen, I'd vape the first two, I did Christ. like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I didn't see War of the Planet of the Apes where like Woody Harrelson shaving his head. War of the Planet of the Apes, I tell you what, if we if this podcast had been around in 2017, I probably would have gone off on that yeah. movie because it's got all these like references to Apocalypse Now. It's got all this like Holocaust and slavery imagery. But it's uh, this like I don't know, action movie with these m- monkeys and like 
it's tries to be very important and i kind of hated it i don't know yeah it seems bad i remember the trailer had like some good images of like green laser sights in a cave but that was about it i don't know i was thinking yesterday um what if this new Villeneuve dune flops and he gets pivoted to like another old like sci-fi franchise and makes the new planet of the apes i could i mean i could see him already doing that you know because blade Runner. i mean because he did blade runner that was a flop not a flop just like in terms of like making back its budget not what they wanted so like hbo go classic you know yeah i took a nap during that movie and then i woke up i like never napped during a movie i was just really tired and uh waking up from a nap during that movie was kind of nice oh whoa we have a bunch more viewers now i hit refresh whoa we got bart simpson for real we got bry shout out bry what's up shout out to bry we got m spaceman who i feel like i that's a person i've uh who's been in on the twitch before also shout out charlotte mumble sauce at yeah. mumble sauce yeah um shout out to mckenzie she she asked to name a person that loves weed more than nathan <laughs> oh right m spaceman is mila shout out to mila uh nice. charlotte says the music in the background is mildly distracting maybe we should turn the mu- maybe we should turn it down or off maybe we should turn it off i don't know wow let's try the the silent my girlfriend Dude, charlotte i didn't say that but she's my girlfriend she's roasting me for not saying that i'm sorry um Man. yeah my background is also right now castro and spielberg but i feel like i should switch that vibe up oh shit actually oh, yeah. i'm so sorry i didn't realize that there are two people waiting to join our zoom call um Damn, let them in let's see letting them in letting letting the gates open um but See, i'm also going to change my background what's up how's it going Hello. aton weissvogel in the house at aton hayton yeah. glad uh, to on, be here what's up you just got high for the first time in a minute yes yes i've wow. been uh completely straight edge <laughs> for like the past month i can see it uh, in your eyes yeah yeah is, is this gonna show up is this an audio stream or a video stream are people seeing me people are seeing you stream, if that's okay yeah. you can turn uh, your video off if you finish. want yeah you don't need that, the camera uh, the, the damage has been done exposed i've been seen yeah um and we've also got adam katzman at motel abyss on twitter coming to us so, from the wor- wide world of animal crossing uh, coming to us from the, yeah. the island of Catsmania. Um, the Democratic People's Republic of Catsmania. DPRK, baby. <laughs> there we go. Did you make all of those portraits yourself in your no, background? No, I'm borrowing this yeah. right now. We were, gonna, <laughs> we were thinking about making this an audio version afterwards, so this doesn't play super well for the audio. What exactly is your background? Oh, okay. Right now, my background is—it's uh, actually not mine, but it's uh, a modified Animal Crossing uh, bedroom with portraits of Mark Angles, Mao, uh, <laughs> Lenin, Stalin, um, and various other uh, communist paraphernalia. How this is one of my yeah. 
how is Animal Crossing? How's that experience? Is it still rewarding to you? Uh, to a certain extent, it allows me to keep the illusion that I am taking care of things in my life uh, <laughs> as opposed to yeah. my actual life. I'm checking off the boxes, checking doing the tasks. Yeah, I'm gardening, uh, planting, growing things. Seems Actually, uh, I have no idea what... <laughs> animal crossing entails like i've seen so many memes about it everyone i know is playing it i have no idea <laughs> it uh essentially i actually don't know how this compares to the other games but in this one you're you sign up for a deserted island getaway package and then end up being um in servitude to this guy named tom nook who has you uh build a whole new village on another island uh it, it feels wow. like a cross between like a uh, fire festival and just you know various settler colonialist mythology i i i think there, there's a lot of dubious aspects about it um but uh at least in in this iteration but for the most part it's cute and nice and you have a museum where you put all these uh, animals that you collect and you get to hang out with them wow I don't know. I never played one except for like on the 3DS, but I didn't. I wanted to play for like longer sessions than that game allowed. It was like 30 seconds every day of like doing your little stuff. Uh -huh. And that's like your play session for the day. So then I kind of bounced off and I haven't played one. But this one seems like a lot of fun. Charlotte says Animal Crossing is counter revolutionary. You extract resources from less developed islands, but it's cute actually. I mean, in comparison to something like uh, the Civilization games, which literally had an installment called Colonization, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's cuter. It's much cuter. It, but is that insidious? Maybe more insidious that it puts a cute face on. Um, uh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a you off like, debt. It puts a cute face on debt. It does, maybe yeah. it like puts you in the you know mindset of the colonizer as a as a Brechtian uh, exercise. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, supposed to, you're supposed to game. stop. You're supposed to what? stop playing the game and then um, <laughs> take the shackles off, um, yeah. as as Brecht would want. Isn't the whole joke of the game that like Tom Nook is just you're just in debt to him the whole game? Yes, you have to do all this stuff to pay him back. Yes, that's what I've essentially been doing the entire time. Every time that I make like 30,000 bells or whatever, I go pay yeah. off a loan on some uh, <laughs> expansion on my house. But there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of games that are about, uh, a lot of games about labor being exploited and extracted. You know, Doom is just about like oh, demonic yeah. energy being uh, extracted. It's true. Misused. Uh, we have a comment. Lasagne Yarfield says, "Animal Crossing is the devil's business. Jesus only likes Warzone." That's true. Warzone really forces you to work together as a team um, mm. toward a, co a collective common goal. Um, there, there is somebody on my island who's very excited. I mean, this is like programmed to the games. So it's not a real person, but who's very excited about starting a co-op. Um, mm. How does the co-op work in that game? Like, what I've, do you, I've yet to find out. They mentioned on? it once, and they have not been consistent about it. <laughs> uh, 
But I'm offsetting it by playing the original uh, Final Fantasy VII, where I've joined an eco-terrorist splinter cell that's bu- uh, blowing up a bunch of reactors. So yeah, uh, and that game has a lot of stuff about class and resource extraction and pollution. Uh, there so. was a uh, on Twitter I saw somebody took like a 35 millimeter like pre movie ad for Final Fantasy VII and scanned it and uploaded it to to Twitter. Video. What's up? Uh, I was we, watching that the other day. We have a new guest joining us, Eddie uh, from. Yo, the, what's up? What, were you just was that Hello. in praise of love or or some late Godard on your? Screen? You know. It may have seemed like late Godard, but it was in fact George Lucas. Uh, this is from Attack of the Clones, wow. of course. Yeah, come on, Nathan. <laughs> Aren't you the prequels expert over here? <laughs> I've never... What's a prequel? <laughs> um, we have I two have, Star Wars backgrounds. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I got to switch it up now. Um, yeah. How are you doing, Eddie? How's your 420? Oh, I'm pretty good over here. It's still 1.30 on the West Coast. So, uh, you know, but I got up early. I got up at like 7 today and began the uh, the festivities, if you will, you know, pretty yeah. early. So I've been chilling hard, you know, might might take a nap after this and uh, going as well as possible. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I should mention your handle on Twitter at iPod underscore video. You're also oh, the, the uh the mutuals. host yeah, of uh, wow Exti- the, place the of extended clip podcast. Um, you just dropped yeah. a 420 episode. Yeah, we did that. That was fun. We did that last night. You know, we talked about some of the some of the classic scenes of people blasting weed in the movies and. Uh, the more implicit stoner classics where they don't actually show it on screen, but you know, the yeah. vibes are given off through the power of cinema. What's yeah. top, uh, what's top stoner moments to you? Oh in, man. In, in, the, in the wide world of cinema. I mean, one recently that I saw was in Munich, of course. Uh, you know, that one is pretty legendary. Uh, of course, Richard Linklater is really great at that. You know, Days to Get Fused, and everybody wants them, especially that like mm-hmm. bomb oh, yeah. contest it, over Pink Floyd. Shout so out my boy Wyatt Russell. Do we got yeah. Wyatt Russell in the house? Can we get him on the Zoom? Bob Forty Nine. Can I hear more about the Munich weed connection? I do not remember yeah. that. I haven't seen. Munich. It's like a really. It's a really brief scene towards the beginning, uh, like early on in his mission when he is talking to somebody who leads him to like a connection to the list of uh, the names of the people that he has to hunt down. And they're just like blasting weed and talking about like uh, Marx and like also some like philosophy stuff that I didn't understand because uh-huh. I don't read as much as other smart film people do. Uh, <laughs> but it's a really fun scene, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's like the weirdest, one of the weirder scenes in Spielberg that I can remember that. And of course the sex scene, you know, at the yeah. end. but, uh, for a while, the, I, the weed is yeah. like over, it's overshadowed by the weird coming scene. A lot of that movie was overshadowed by the weird coming scene. It's actually yeah. like a pretty, pretty great, like, surprisingly I it. ra- yeah, it's a surprisingly radical movie too, which I did not yeah. expect, especially given Spielberg's politics. Um, but the only thing that I'd remembered from what seeing it in theaters was the was the coming scene. So I was surprised by, by the rest of it. 
Yeah, I was very surprised. There was a Spielberg movie that produced like uh, one of the on YouTube the Fandango movie clips, uh, <laughs> Israel versus Palestine, Fandango three out of five or whatever. <laughs> Incredible. Sound off <laughs> in the uh, in the comments. Favorite top Nick, weed uh, stoner moments in cinema. Weed. Uh, let us weed know. Moments. One is uh, just the beach bum. The whole thing. Oh, but... that's a vibe. Somebody said party's one of my faves. Prince my, my skin eighty six says the green mile. Also, we, we have <laughs> we have a comment. Why is Aton sitting in a giant crib? Good question. Why are you sitting in a giant crib, Aton? I feel like we're on baby. Yeah. We're on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Which speaking of babies. Boss Baby, Ultimate Stoner Classic, I think. Yeah, yeah, I watched that with my niece a few times. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, children to, to are explain. just stoned all the time. Uh, and I'm so one of them. They get it. Yeah. Uh, to explain, I, I got really into the I'm Baby meme last year and uh, bought, myself a, bought myself a crib. So you're, the you're, you're the baby. You're that overgrown baby from the TikTok that everyone's sharing today. Yes. Yeah, that is I me. saw that, and there is like baby powder just spilling out of its diaper. <laughs> it's kind of scary. It looks like steam <laughs> yeah. or something. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a, a filter. I didn't even realize until you just said that that it was just powder. We got a question from the audience. Why is Clint so horny in the mule? Does anybody know? Does anybody have an answer to that? Does anybody think he's really horny in the mule? I guess he is. I, my Has anyone ever movie. driven that long of a distance? It, you know, it gets to you. He's raging against the dying of the light with the rager. <laughs> there are a lot of mo- a lot of songs, a lot of country songs about sad, lonely, horny truckers, and so yeah. When I went to see that, actually, like the two parties that bought tickets in front of me had like, well, one party that bought tickets was all like military and elderly discounts, but then the other party was like a dad and his kid, and his kid was like staring at a phone that was watching a Twitch stream of like Fortnite. And he was just glued to it and not paying attention to anything. And then the guy won the game and the kid just starts jumping up and down and his dad has to like pick him up and walk him away from the ticket counter after they sold the tickets. He was so into the Fortnite. And then I watched the mule. Fortnite is what's killing cinema. I think <laughs> you think Travis Scott going on world tour in Fortnite concerts is killing yeah, cinema. It's taking viewers out of the cinemas. Well, the uh, new Star Wars did open with a Fortnite reference, right? Yeah. And Star Wars tends to be at the uh, forefront of, you know, the technological uh, developments in uh, the motion picture industry. So. Well, they like showed an exclusive <laughs> scene in Fortnite before the movie came out. And yeah. I think it wasn't in the actual movie or the theatrical cut. Yeah, it's just referred to. Okay, so here, here's a question for uh, people watching and for, for y'all and for the panel. George Lucas, stoner or not stoner? You know, there's a no great, way. there's that great video of him being interviewed by Master P on Skywalker Ranch, and Master P says Yoda's green. Is that because you smoke weed? And George is like, No, never. I never smoke weed. But you know, I don't know. Dude was out there, California, painting on the boardwalk. Driving fast. I'm cars. sure he tried it a couple times, like when I he was with think... Linda Ronstadt. You know, watching experimental cinema, watching Canyon <laughs> cinema. I, 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 to Bruce Bailey. I think he's straight edge. It, 
straight yeah, edge, but there's like there's like stoner energy. I feel like the whole midichlorian thing to a certain extent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. he was one of the directors. <laughs> he was one of the the directors we talked about giving off stoner vibes, despite definitely not being one. You know, he's like the inverse John Carpenter. John Carpenter doesn't make movies where like people are getting high the whole time, but his stoner energy is very like in his movies uh lucas does not have that at all but his movies somehow give off that vibe so heavily george only does coke says lasagna (laughs) which i think you know he was definitely around some some coke usage you know him and coppola they had some late nights a lot of plates of italian food uh who knows what went down those zoetrope days i don't know um we got John Ford in the house. <laughs> so oh, a- Mackenzie asks, "When's the Coke holiday? When's the When's the Coke holiday?" Um, that's a yeah. good question. Like today's Weed's birthday, but June ninth. What's Coke's? I guess <laughs> New Year's. Yeah, Mumble Sauce. Charlotte says New Year's definitely the Coke. Actually, holiday. that is Coke four twenty. I think it should be Tax Day. Four twenty. Not April first this year. <laughs> More yeah. like Zan Arbor Day. 30. Um, so wait, I just totally forgot what I was gonna. Um, oh, you we got John Ford in the house. Aton's Zoom background is mm-hmm. John Ford. We've also yeah, got Johnny Toe in the house. Adam, your Zoom background is yes. an image from Johnny Toe's 1998 movie, A Hero Never Dies. Um, Stone Cold Classic, really, a, just a vibes masterpiece. You know, heroes never die. But heroes always vibe. Um, if you if you want to watch a great fucking affect theory vibes classic, watch a hero never dies. Go torrent that movie or whatever you have to do. Um, we got another comment for a weed classic being a uh, green book. <laughs> wow, I mean the Farley brothers, you know, kind of a uh, kind of kind of weed classic filmmakers. I feel like mm. you know Kingpin. I think Ford versus Ferrari is a that's a stoner classic. Oh, I, had I might have enjoyed that movie that. if I uh, yeah if I watched I was, it high, I'm sure I would have liked it better. Yeah, I had I had two Ford versus Ferrari experiences. One of them I like got to the theater early enough to get a good seat, but unfortunately I uh, I fell for the the trap and I I just like stayed in the parking lot smoking weed for like half an hour. And then when I went to the you movie, stayed in a the parked only- car. Yeah. And, of, uh, well, no, no, no. I went to the movie, but then the only yeah. seat was in the very front, and I got really nauseous right away. And then I like was left. it that packed? Yeah. And then I went back like a week later and saw it in an empty theater and didn't like it. Damn. Damn. Those racing. I actually really enjoyed though. it when I watched it. You know, it felt it felt <laughs> like it was it felt Big like it was cars. directed by a commercial or or like directed as like a car commercial. And Definitely. somehow that sort of worked for it, but I also just like. Well, I feel like Matt Damon with that heavy Texas it. accent and the Wait, cowboy who, hat. Who directed that one again? James, James Mangold. Who's yeah, and he's he's the one who's doing the next Indiana Jones now. What he did, Logan. He Whoa. did Walk the Line. He did. Uh, he did three ten. Too many classics to count. Copland. Yeah. Um, Girl interrupted. Oh, 
the Wolverine. Is Copland good? I, I've seen clips of Stallone in it, and Stallone is incredible. In Graduate it. of Columbia University. Oh, film speaking program. of Stallone, also, another he directed, classic is Rhinestone. He directed Kate and Leopold uh, also. That's a pretty wild movie. Good to know. We're just naming movies now. That's all this. Yeah. I was reading. Just I was reading about Copland because it uses um, that apparently uh, uses my like two favorite Springsteen songs very prominently in the movie. Wow. Uh, Stolen Car and uh, Drive All Night. For any Springsteen fans Bruce Springsteen. Out there. Shout out to Bruce Springsteen. He's tuning yeah. in. Um, yeah. He's on the Zoom right now. You know Has what my dad? A... You know what my dad says to me every time I left the house as a teen, and he still says this to me when I go home, um, and I leave the house. He will tell me, you know, Bruce Springsteen never did drugs, and he's also done the same workout routine since high school. Just so that's <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, pack your bags, Independence Day. So you leave the house. We got a, we got a question from uh, Crostini. Any good mm-hmm. stoner flicks on the Criterion channel? You know, that's a good question. Um, yeah, Tukey Buki. Tukey Buki, I think, I think is stoner approved. Um, um, I think I watched Sam uh, Fuller movies on there right now. Sam Fuller. Yeah, yeah. Sam Fuller, definite stoner. Um, and then I watched uh, the third Star is Born from 1976, and that one has some big vibes. Shampoo, I think. Uh, oh, shampoo for sure. Big, big stoner energy. Yeah. You know, Warren, Al Ashby was a big stoner. He was. He he. I remember reading some something about Hal Ashby where he like walked into a pitch meeting and sat down and propped his feet up on the desk and took out a cigarette case completely full of joints. Um, Yeah. Great director. Truly, Hal Ashby, one of the best. Shampoo, last detail, also a He has Ash in the name. Ash won out. (laughs) There you go. I feel like uh, The Landlord's kind of a stoner classic, too, from him, right? Oh, absolutely. Love that movie. Written by Bill Gunn. Oh, Uh, oh, yeah. You know, speaking of Bill Gunn, speaking of stoner classics, I think Ganja and Hess, you know, there we go. One of the best stoner movies ever made. Um, If you want to go catch a a classic tonight. Um, I think they have a couple. They have, like a group of like three Kelly Reichert movies on there right now. Oh yeah. Old Obvious joy choices. Big time. Old joy. Yeah. I think Gotta the five minutes I watched of Meek's cut off when I was really high. Um, there's like a dissolve early on that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very effective. So effective. His first, that I cow, it off. His first cow online yet. Is that something we can watch in quarantine? Did it leak? I don't know. No, don't trust know. me. You no would have seen. You would have seen a lot of screenshots on Twitter by now. You would have that seen so true. many fucking memes. Yeah, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of memes when that ever comes yeah. out eventually. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. holding a beer and pointing and saying, "That's the first cow." <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. Frankly, uh, I'm more excited for the tweet. memes than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> First no, it's, a, it's a pretty chill movie i have to say i feel like it might be <laughs> kelly reichardt's most stoner classic because it's just about chilling with your buds making uh, yeah. making bread and stealing from a cow yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Doing some oh, Zelda yeah. shit. Stoner activities. <laughs> Making bread. It sounds like it was made for quarantine. <laughs> Sounds like a millennial. Free the it cow. Is, it is making we're, bread as like a metaphor for capitalism. We're I mean, calling it. Sorry, I just want to know. I, I logged into Animal Crossing for a second, and there's a new character named Harv's, uh who Whoa. seems like who wants to start an artist collective. Seems like a hippie, and the fo- first thing that he said to me was like, "I forgot why I came here. I need to remember for a second, which I think was intentional that I met him today. Damn. Damn. A- animal toking. <laughs> Jesus. I did see uh back to first cow for a second. I saw one of those like bracket memes of like ranking stuff, but it was A twenty four movies and they listed First Cow as one of the movies to vote on against like the farewell. First Cow is probably like by far the best movie A twenty four has put out now that I think about it. I gotta Just stand go up make for it a second to uh empty out my bong so I can refill it. Yeah, I I don't know much about, I mean, well, I did, I don't know who else is in in that bracket, but The Farewell does have um, the grandmother who uh, was in the uh, communist revolution. Uh, (laughs) And I I don't think... was or what? I I don't know if the actress was, but I think she's based on the the filmmaker's grandmother. Uh, So there's a whole scene where her and her... old comrades are reminiscing about uh, fighting for liberation. That seems pretty cool. I don't know if there's anything like that in First Cow. I wouldn't know. I think, I think Nathan's the only one here who's seen First Cow. Yeah, it was the last movie no, I, saw, I, saw I saw. First Cow. It's the oh, last I movie. Oh, I, I thought you were joking about just like it being prospectively the best. I didn't know you'd actually Oh, no, seen no. It. I am confirming as a fact that first cow is the best movie right. it's the last well, movie i saw in a theater before quarantine um i saw it with charlotte wow. shout out to mumble sauce my girlfriend um shout out wow. charlotte uh gr- yeah lasagna garfield saying grandma's boy is a stoner classic you know i never saw mm. that movie actually i've seen a couple minutes of it here and there on like comedy central but i remember yeah. being like 10 years old or 11 years old playing browser games on starwars.com and they had banner ads for grandma's boy and it kept like being the word sex very big on the banner ad so i would kind of like cover up the computer screen a little bit so my mom wouldn't see the word sex as i played this like jedi knight game wow eddie i just noticed your background i love it the popcorn yeah, I couldn't get the gift to play throughout it. I could have gotten a better uh, still from it. But, you know, I, I got to represent for all of us missing our time at the multiplex right now. Is Even that, when the movies yeah. were bad, it was a good time, you know. Is that AMC or Regal? Yeah, right now, I was about to say, as an AMC A-list member, I'm not enjoying my status. They always have that in, like, the bumper before all their movies. <laughs> I do really, you know, I mostly only go to AMCs. You know, I or or I did only go to AMC's, but I really miss the Regal roller coaster. I'll tell you what. Can we get a re- Regal roller coaster up in here? I gotta <laughs> yeah, change get my a... background from the movie JFK to the Regal roller coaster. Not can we get a Regal that, uh... roller coaster in the chat, please. <laughs> you know, the uh, the Regal uh, ro- ro- Regal roller coaster. That's a bit of a tongue twister, I think. Um, is the HBO opening? You know, where it goes through that fucking city thing and then it goes into those theater doors i don't think i've actually seen that one ever somebody tweeted it out recently i hadn't thought about it in years 
I only know the. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, put it in your fucking chat or whatever. Uh, Crustini in the chat asked if Eddie's background has the guy throwing the popcorn up in the air. No, that's what would happen. I got it like right before he throws the popcorn. I messed up on the screen grab. No, wait. I I think prior to uh, the whole to, to quarantine, I went to a few movies and they had that, and they got rid of the popcorn throwing. Maybe because someone at PR got wind of it being a meme. Yes. I was wondering maybe if there like was somebody audiences, <laughs> audiences like saw them throwing popcorn and they were scared for their <laughs> lives. They were going to get hit by popcorn. <laughs> it's true. We got a pretty nice little uh, audience in attendance right now. We have a lot of folks tuned in. Um, if you're just now tuning in, sound off in the comments with your favorite stoner cinema moments. You know, just everything just share it with us please how do you guys feel how do you guys feel about the eyes wide shut uh smoking weed scene pretty fucking iconic one of the best like that one is definitely i think maybe top five weed smoking moments for me up there with uh computer chess the computer chess weed scene that's Uh, a good one mumble sauce stoner classic is uh vanilla sky though honestly that's true well table that yeah. for just one second i just want to give a shout out mumble sauce when peggy smokes weed in mad men also somebody else oh said yeah peggy smokes sure. weed oh, that one's too. great oh my god yeah man. i love that image of i am so high i think i even yeah. tweeted yeah. do you think uh box account today but back I to the stanley kubrick smoke weed do you think that happened stanley kubrick did not smoke weed. no 100 that dude one life. of his favorite movies was white men can't jump that dude definitely <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the side of him that loves like uh, modern romance and white man can't jump, you might want to think that, but I don't know. Like the eyes wide shut scene for me, it always came off so unrealistic, but I, I still loved it despite that. But at first, it was like, this isn't how people act. Weed doesn't make you and reveal then, your most intimate secrets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it just grew on me over time and became yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That movie um, does seem like smoked weed once and had a very bad experience uh, yeah so whether he's a yeah. stoner or not i don't know but he definitely tried it and yeah. probably had a lot of research <laughs> um, about it but eyes wide shut really is kind of a you know vanilla sky which Aton just mentioned is really kind of like a eyes wide shut too it's also jerry Maguire too and that's a craze that's a really good stoner movie really bad trip kind of movie but um mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire and Vanilla Sky low-key about the same thing. They are. Vanilla Sky is just the just show me the money. revealed version of it. Uh, Tugboat exactly, Big yeah. G says, Aloha, best stoner movie, Jerry Maguire, horror movie. Both of those things are true. Jerry Maguire is like basically just like Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut, where reality just exists in his head. You know, He's totally mm-hmm. solipsistic. Cronenberg's Naked Lunch when someone says, it's a Kafka high, LOL, Christine uh that's how i get feel. back into cronenberg that's that that's that hot box the cinema feeling it's a kafka high you know when you're like am i an insect <laughs> no i think his crash oh. definitely is like a big time stoner movie despite not having any weed i think like the hypnotic <clears throat> rhythm of it definitely lends itself to that free ram you know, i couldn't i couldn't as uh y'all ever see the quad 3d opening better than regal and hbo uh, oh, not ignoring you. Absolutely. Shout out, shout out the quad. You used to have the best programming. <laughs> shout out Micah, RIP. 
New Yorkers, rep goers, rep, rep rats, all the rep rats in the chat know what I'm talking about. Um, also, Johnny Guitar Vibes Masterpiece. Yeah, Johnny Guitar, we were trying to have that as this whole kind of background. I'm going to try doing it now and see. But um, Johnny Guitar is definite stoner classic. All of those kind of like noir, westerns, 40 guns. You ever watched uh, Wind Across the Everglades? I, I watched that recently, uh, sober. Oh, oh, the Nicholas Ray movie. I was like, you're talking about yeah, the yeah. one that shakes the barley? No, I was just talking about have you ever <laughs> been to the Everglades and seen wind go across it? Yeah, I saw that movie. I don't really remember much about it, honestly. Um, it's it's pretty interesting, but I feel like it would be a uh, very, uh, very enjoyable high. You know, I'll I say, enjoyed it sober. Yeah. But one kind of like in the last two weeks. Nicholas Ray's Lady <laughs> in the Water. Ooh. <laughs> has Burl which, eyes uh, as like which a Michael gangster. Mann movie is the stoner classic ooh Manhunter I was going to say Miami Vice honestly for the vibes purely I think Miami, Vi- Miami Vice you get the vibes like even when you're sober you know what I mean like that movie gets you high you, don't yeah. you know what I'm going to say I'm going to say Last of the Mohicans yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say yeah. The Keep Oh, oh, actually, you know what? Actually, too. The keep is actually the right choice. I think. <laughs> yeah, that the whole like uh, finale of that movie takes place in like a, um, a mountain full of uh, fog. Mm-hmm. I I remember not also like, the underst- slow motion like fog unfurling and stuff and going yeah. back like reverse. Oh, after Earth, the definite. Yeah, after Earth, definite stoner classic. Shout out to After Earth. What about Oblivion? Oblivion, oh, haven't Oblivion seen it. for sure. Oblivion yeah, like is Tom insane. Cruise one from around the same time. Yeah, I I could not explain to you what Oblivion is about. Um, uh, Christine says the entire him, though the entire right. Mike Figgis filmography. Hell yeah! Shout out to Mike Figgis. We got that Figgis. <laughs> that Figgis feeling. feeling. That Figgis feeling is in the house. Um, yeah. Uh, so something I was going to mention earlier. Uh, so it's on your background is John Ford. And right now during quarantine, you've been working on a little thesis uh, oh, no. about a topic that's near Don't and dear, near and dear <laughs> to the heart of, of Hotbox the cinema, a little thing called yes. auteur theory, you know, smoking on yeah, that yeah. theory. Um, yeah. So yeah, so what's uh, I go into it or something? You know, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to break it down too hard. But I'm just like, what's your take? What's your what's? Give me the elevator pitch. You know, what's your well, you feeling know, about authorship? Honestly, how I'm feeling now is that like, it feels like part of the reason for doing is just I can like put it all on paper and then never think about a tourism again. I'm gonna find a new way of wow. approaching cinema. You just need to after get the this. thoughts out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm shedding my tourist skin through this. No, I don't know. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm looking at the history of it and I'm looking at kind of the, uh, like examining the reversal of kind of initially it's um, praising commercial cinema in opposition to prestige films. Um, and now it's basically mm-hmm. exactly flipped where um, all the kind of auteurs that people generally talk about outside of like, you know, the most hardcore vulgar auteurists are people who are like, um, you know, releasing films on the, independent scene art house scene festival circuit you know that's that's the basic uh basic thing i'm exploring 
hope that <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hope that, I hope that made sense. Hi. Sound off in the chat if you're a real auteurist. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, it's a complicated. It's a it's a subject. You know, people have contentious feelings about it. Uh, Aton left everyone speechless. Says Crustini. <laughs> yes, really, utterly. Um, also, yeah, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel Auteur Theory, Lasagna Yarfields. Yeah, our last episode of Hot Fox, the Bloodshot episode, is some pretty heavy Vin Diesel Auteur Theory. But uh, I did listen to that. Sure. I have I haven't seen many Vin Diesel films, so the podcast Damn. is pretty informative for me. Damn, you got to What good. are you, What's the Have you seen the Pacifier? I have. You know what? I had That's two separate teachers in middle school that threw that on when they didn't <laughs> want to teach. Uh, like a history teacher and a math teacher put on the pacifier on dvd in middle school so and then i also watched it on i've seen that movie like four times honestly every time i think about um the subplot in that movie where vin diesel thinks that one of the kids is a nazi because he finds a swastika in his locker <laughs> but then it turns out that he just auditioned for the sound of music I think about that all the time and it makes me laugh every yes, time and the part where they have to like reenact the scene it's a good storyline <laughs> really made an impression as a kid i was like whoa so if i find a swastika in somebody's locker i have to be like first of all did you audition for the sound of music if not what the fuck yeah <laughs> And then uh, Vin Diesel directs The Sound of Music and gets with the um, gets with the principal played that. by Lauren Graham of Gilmore Girls. Um, it's such a 2000s movie. Also, they make the kids like make him go into the sewer and get covered in shit. Um, yes, pretty crazy movie. I wonder who classic wrote that. Moment, that's moment. like a, that's kind of a like hitch level screenplay where it feels like an alien wrote that movie. Um, yeah the hitch screenplay is great my friend uh this the writer of that was his screenwriting 101 teacher at usc oh my god he talked about like his crazy nights on coke uh like coming up with pitches and just like just stacks of like high concept movies and so obviously the question was asked if he wrote hitch on like a cocaine bender and he wouldn't answer so (laughs) it's self-evident yeah (laughs) that's um wow. you have to every viewer has to answer that for themselves exactly like that's, that's or something also like the dude's only like produced credit yeah it's like <laughs> itch is his only like actual produced screenplay uh which is just fucking wow. crazy because that was a huge movie but it's also an insane movie you got mm. you got will smith on codeine uh you got the um ellis island scene where like her grandpa was a serial killer or whatever that whole subplot is ava mendez's grandpa uh yeah i know uh you know they like go and do research like to find out who he was or something like that yeah (laughs) yeah it's supposed to be a cute date and it just goes horribly (laughs) wrong Hitch came out exactly uh, 50 years after Night of the Hunter. So you can say that it's <laughs> our generation's Night of the Hunter. Wow. A one and done, you know? <laughs> you calling you got, him the James A.G.? You, you got the Charles yeah. 50 years later. Charles, yeah. And, of, and then you got the guy who wrote Hitch. Um, just really two goats. That's it. Nobody yeah. else. What do you think it's going to take 
How much YouTube money does Will Smith have to make to get a Hancock too? That's or I wish that too. well I wish that Will Smith took the approach to his movies that like Vin Diesel does where everything was a like every uh movie and every new kind of franchise or intellectual property was like so carefully selected like Vin Diesel where he's like okay like I'm adding a new character to my arsenal like I wish that Will Smith did it in the same way where he's like Hancock is his like passion project and so he's like working behind the scenes for years to develop a like uh Hancock sequel or something like that or like Pursuit of Happiness 2 um 7 pounds to 14 pounds you know yeah Maybe he'll take like the Zach Braff approach and like make his Garden State sequel on Kickstarter he seems like a very Kickstarter kind of artist. Um, I also think about that TikTok all the time uh, with the Justin Timberlake, Tame Impala mashup with like Will Smith dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, Free Rambling Man says 14 pounds. <laughs> yeah. What's it going to take to I said, wait, I said 14 pounds. Oh, I was you said, gonna take wow, for that. I'm so sorry. 21 grams divided <laughs> by seven pounds. <laughs> Wow, uh, Michael Mann directed. Uh, I don't need a sequel. I don't need a sequel to Multiplicity with uh, twenty-one Graham Carters. Michael Mann did produce Hancock, um, but it was directed by, of course, the great Peter wow. Berg. Oh shit! Ali connection. Smoking on that um, Deepwater Horizon. Am I crazier? Was Alexander Payne attached to Hancock initially? I, did I make that up? That sounds crazy. It was some, well, I, I would like be somebody down. big was attached to Hancock. But honestly, though, an alcoholic like, oh, yeah. Could you imagine an Alexander Payne superhero movie? Graham says so Alexander Payne wrote it. Oh, shit. That's Alexander crazy. Alexander Payne wrote it. Wait, he wrote Hancock? Pretty awesome. No, wait. That's what Graham said. I don't believe this. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he this... could have done a rewrite when he needed money. It was initially sideways, <laughs> too. Wait, was okay. it written by <laughs> wait, was it written by Vince Gilligan? Oh my god. That might have been it. Thank you for these facts. This is a challenging conversation, I'll be honest. Alexander <laughs> Payne fans, sound off in the chat. Where's my downsizing fans at? Where's my downsizing yeah. hive? Shout uh, out downsizing. Uh, right here. Was the downsizing war? a sequel to Elysium? <laughs> kind of. Neil Blomkamp on a, sp- a spiritual baby. sequel. I feel like yeah. I feel like downsizing has a better end. Actually, I didn't see Elysium, but downsizing. It's fine. Yeah, it's really okay. (laughs) But but downsizing and downsizing ending does have uh, answer questions. A lot of you know, is it movies where they have uh, kind of like a sci-fi revolution, and then at the end, you know, they win. Like downsizing's ending has a whole thing about you know, there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna continue doing it. Whoa, sideways. Um, we got Eddie. We've gone from sideways. naming movies about movies. <laughs> All of them. The whole thing on deck, man. <laughs> Wait, could you describe what you're holding for the audio version we're gonna publish of this? Oh man, I forgot. And I'm a podcaster myself. This is a shame. Um I'm holding it's a brave uh, new world for everybody, right? A DVD now, you know? of Alexander Payne's election and a DVD of Alexander Payne's about Schmidt. And a uh, full screen DVD. Uh, yes, the ends are cropped and it's in 4 3 of Sideways that I got at 7 Eleven. Sideways? How much was, was that at 7 Eleven? What are they running on that? 
yeah, it was like two ninety nine or something like that. It sucks. I haven't I have an HD file in the proper aspect ratio on my hard drive. That's what I watched. Yeah. This is uh, for for co- uh, memorabilia. Or when the sake. cops come to your door and say, "You really own Sideways." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sideways was like my favorite movie in eleventh grade, and my English teacher That's thought I was like, movie. "Yeah, I know." It was because it was like a grown up movie. I love that. And my English teacher thought I was like so cool because I referenced sideways in an essay, or at least like I thought that she thought I was so cool. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know if embarrassing is the right word because it's still a great movie, but like at the earliest point at which I would consider myself like a cinephile, <laughs> uh, sideways would probably be my favorite movie of all. It time was one point. of those. It was one of those movies I had in the Facebook favorite movie section. On yeah, yeah. I don't know about easy I, answer for me. <laughs> I don't know if y'all uh, updated that portion of your Facebook back in the day, but I used to do that. Oh, um, I definitely did. Definitely did. I had some I, weird pics on there for someone of my age. I had a yeah. GRA, The Wrath of God Mate. on there. Let me, I, let, me, let me check. I only remember having like Fast and the Furious and Spring Breakers. Uh, I put like the social network on there when I got home from the theater where? watching that. <laughs> Damn, I gotta help um, this company out. <laughs> sound yeah. off in the comments if you remember what movies you had on your Facebook favorite movie section. Also, yeah. or movie pages that you went out and liked on Facebook. That too. Does, yeah. do, does anybody I remember like more Club? pages than I did favorites? Does, does uh, anybody remember Facebook Flare? That was that was a good time. Facebook flare, the like button board. Yeah, that was, was early Rick in the flare game. Took over, uh, took over Facebook for Mark Zuckerberg for a little bit. <laughs> JR Lazy Pug Film says 28 Days Later, Boogie Nights. I definitely had Boogie Nights in my favorite movie section too on Facebook. Damn. Also, I just want to give a shout out to JR. By the time I'd I, seen that, I moved over to Tumblr and I was reblogging gift sets of it. Go follow Lazy Pug Films on TikTok. Really doing innovative, cutting edge work over here. I was hoping yeah. to get Speaking JR. Of tours. I was hoping to get JR in the Zoom chat, but he hasn't hasn't joined. I was hoping we could talk Damn. TikTok, but all the out, Jesus. Um, we can talk TikTok. With we got him. Noise Wife saying uh, the Fountain and Dark City. Those are two real like Facebook movies classics. I feel like that's mm. some strong yeah. like teen cinephile energy. Okay, wait. I uh, I found. I still have my my favorite movies oh, wow. on on Facebook. It's Fast Five, Spring Breakers, Kill a Season, Magic Mike XXL, and Showa. <laughs> that's that's all you dude. need. <laughs> you throw it in for the family. When your mom checks, she can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Respects our our people. Fast Five's for everyone. <laughs> Spring Breakers and Showa is a pretty hard double feature. <laughs> I mean, it's only a little longer than Showa. Right. I just yeah, wanna... once, you, once you break the nine-hour mark, you can add. Um, yeah. I just want to share a story about one time I went to go see Spring Breakers <laughs> at Anthology Film Archives with none other than Adam Katzman. And he was like, beforehand, like, oh, I'm so excited to rewatch this movie. Like, you know, I saw it a bunch of times when it came out. I haven't seen it since then, though. Uh, you know, I wonder if it's aged well. Like, I can't wait to watch it. And then the movie starts, and we get, like, five minutes into the movie, and Adam turns to me and is like, I'm going to go. Like, I'm just going to be at a coffee shop across the street. Like, come meet me after the movie. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, did he hate the movie? Was it, like, really? Did it become, like, 
horribly offensive in the past like six years or something so after the movie i go meet up with adam and he's just like oh it was the same movie that i i knew it's the same movie that it was like five years ago you know it was exactly what i remembered i didn't need to watch it and that's just meanwhile he saw birds of prey in theaters three times we're adding jr (laughs) to the zoom we're adding jr to the zooms tiktok auteur JR. Oh also, um, I just want to say Graham keeps asking, does Seth smoke weed? So, Seth, do you smoke weed? Uh, maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> I just don't talk about it like Nathan likes to. Yeah, I don't li- I, you don't like to make a meme of it. Um, we've also got Coffee Virus saying, Showgirls, Tomorrow Never Dies, and The Master. That's a very strong Facebook movie showing. I think I had a lot of the like Tomorrow Roger dies. Ebert great movies in there, like Ikiru and yeah. like um uh what else what else is like a roger ebert great movies kind of movie like uh 400 blows that kind of show. almost famous wasn't almost famous one of his favorites i didn't really did you know, love almost famous yeah. i didn't see almost famous until college and you know we were just talking about vanilla sky and and i love mr yeah, cameron crow but almost famous doesn't really do it for me noise That's wife great. in the chat said hope dreams Oh man, you got Arnold in the long goodbye. That's a fucking Hoop Dreams is uh, Google images for that. Hoop Dreams is a classic Roger Ebert movie. Also, Dark City, classic Roger Ebert movie. Um, Mumble Sauce says Almost Famous is a good movie. I think it is. I just I don't know. I have yet to be disappointed by Cameron Crow. No Aloha. Jr. We're talking about Facebook movies. Sorry. I only had Birds of Prey because we were talking about cocaine cinema earlier. What's up, JR? <laughs> Hello. Sorry for not Sorry for not. Oh, you have to scroll yeah. over. Yeah, you may have to like. Or, or you can do the gallery yeah. view and see view. everybody. Do gallery. Oh, I see him. What's up, oh. JR? Nice hey, to up? meet you over uh, video chat is. instead of Twitter. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> looking at um, 420 party so so <laughs> jr party. so you are like the reason why i got on tiktok i think hey. recently um it's good it's a good app tell uh, what's pretty your good, pretty good piece of software <laughs> what's your experience like you know who's who are the good follows like what's your secrets give us the uh, inside well, scoop the, the best follow is uh nathan smith you know, throw more girls. That's the best follow. <laughs> Set you up for that one. <laughs> but uh, no, just uh, well, what a lot of people don't know is Aton's written two of my best TikToks, so he deserves some credit. Yeah, JR does not credit me when I write his TikToks. <laughs> Damn. Uh, my labor is being exploited. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's pretty good. That, that, wait, you that's, credit that, your, is that, that one of the reasons why we have again. a tour theory? Yeah, to get rid of screenwriters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a victim of your own. Kale, Citizen Kane bullshit again. <laughs> you're the you're the victim of your own uh you know, your own medicine. Mumblesauce says yeah. you're the Natalie, JR is Caroline Calloway. I definitely JR is definitely Caroline <laughs> wow. Calloway. Yeah, I see that. I see that. He's a, he's yeah. a grifter and a liar, but also <laughs> no. he's gonna post also selling <laughs> TikToks for ten dollars but, wow. but also he is the most innovative, the most creative, cutting edge of all of us. True, at yeah. the same time. I'm not I'm not mad that he stole those TikToks, you know, those TikTok ideas. <laughs> he he put them to he, good use. Once again, I would never have tour theories exploitation. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the liar. I take it back. Caroline Calloway is not a liar. Can we get Caroline Calloway in here? Do you think if I tag her in one of the tweets, she'll she'll respond and get in here? Can get uh, Bronze on here? Talk about <laughs> getting retweeted by Caroline Calloway. You have to ask Bron to ask her. The few. Yeah, he's got the DM. JR, were you big on Vine? Or are you like only getting on TikTok and like that type of video now? Well, when I was like, when I first heard of Vine, I loved the idea of it. I just never got into it. And then uh, TikTok just recently, because uh, for whatever reason, I guess, I, I don't know why, I just got on it. <laughs> and then I just had a lot of fun. I gotcha. Yeah. There's a lot more like user friendly than I expected. I was like thinking it would like be like really hard to use, but like the green yeah. screen. Yeah. I feel like when you started, it started as a bit, but it's now developed into not a bit. Is that, yeah. Would that be correct to say, or was it never a bit? He committed to the bit. Maybe this is bit. still a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it's could all, still be a bit. Yeah, it's all a bit. <laughs> well, now it's gotten to the point. Well, now it's gotten well, to the point. I downloaded people, TikTok the other day too. Yeah, so. now it's gotten to the point where people enjoy the the TikTok content so much. I'm like, wait a minute, I can't, I can't make anymore. I don't got that many ideas. Guys. <laughs> I just I had like two good ideas and then I had two ideas from the Aton and that was it. Damn. We could come up with one right now. Fans. Yeah. No, I I got a couple of ideas brewing but it's really disappointing they are to be like me. Kevin Shields. <laughs> it's really disappointing to me that TikTok is so uh anti-stoner, you know, you can't smoke on TikTok. Um that's really what's holding the platform back, I think. Um it's weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Is there porn on TikTok or do they lock lock that shit down? I assume that they wouldn't allow it if they don't allow Yeah, I think they do because smoke. it's supposed to be, a, be like, a weird line to draw. It's supposed to be a like family kind of app. There there are porn stars on TikTok, but they're not yeah. posting. JR, uh do you think that TikTok is the the next frontier of film criticism? <laughs> I think so. I think he's already uh, proven it. Yeah, I mean, two, my my two personal favorite TikToks I've done is the uh, my video essay ones, and I think I've shown that you, oh, can, yeah. make, you can make a good video essay in a minute, you know. So that's yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> but it's I mean, not TikTok you say if you want to just uh, have images. If you want to criticize a film, you have to make a TikTok. I think Adard said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only way to criticize a movie. Goodness. It's not a TikTok. It's not really real, you know. <laughs> Did y'all watch Kadar's IG live? I didn't yes. because it was in French, right? They didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. They didn't have subtitles. Yeah. I think I somebody was live translating in the comments. Oh, oh when I when I was in it for like a couple of minutes, I just saw a bunch of other people like me in the comments saying English, please. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm not gonna comment that, but like I do wish I had subtitles, but it's live, so obviously you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure someone subtitled it since though. I saw a screenshot from the IG live um, where somebody commented like, I smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah. And it had like Godard in the, the live background, translation. Just like looking at his phone <laughs> with the big cigar in his mouth. Um, Damn. Yeah, yeah the chat was going like, off for that. Guitar, honorary stoner. I don't know if he smoked weed. Probably not. Oh, no. But no, no. Honor, I don't know. Did you see like that King Lear when he had the dreads made out of like a Oh, that was plugs? pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. When he's uh, Professor Pluggy in that film. Yeah, One of his the, greatest he's, performances. He's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a dog would have smoked if 
if Rivette smoked, like back when Godard really worshipped Rivette in like the the fifties and sixties, Rivette definitely Rivette did it. Then Godard would have would have been like, "I'm doing it too." That man. I was, was going to say that that seems like the dividing line is like Rivette would and Godard wouldn't. You know, like Rivette would be yeah, better to sure. hang out with in wow. that regard as well. Oh, there is no smoked. filmmaker I'd rather hang out with than Zach Rivette. Oh my god! I mean, I know that he's dead now. Unfortunately, <laughs> you, you want to hang out Talk with the corpse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just talking hypothetically here. I think Francois Truffaut <laughs> probably smoked weed, though. Oh, for sure not. No way. Yeah, Dude, yeah. he was on He's the dainty. set. <laughs> he had all that Catholic guilt. He couldn't do it. Bro, he was out there on the set of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you know, <laughs> out there at the Devil's Peak or whatever, <laughs> Devil's Tower. Talk about Skywalker OG, right? And literally, Jeez. close, like literally, that dude is out there tripping with aliens. Like, there's no way that man does not <laughs> smoke weed. Uh, the ultimate trip. Rest in peace. <laughs> the four hundred, the four hundred blows <laughs> uh, of smoke. The four twenty. It should have been the four hundred twenty. Yeah, the four hundred twenty blows. Right? Yeah. Whoa! Damn, that was right there, and I couldn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stoner brain, am I right? <laughs> wow. Any questions from the audience? Yeah, any questions? Any favorite mom- stoner moments? Uh, we do have a comment from Graham that says, I met aliens while tripping once. Pretty hardcore shit there. Referring to his cat, probably. Um, Damn. What about, do we have any thoughts from the audience on TikTok? Do you guys have any favorite TikToks you've seen or favorite TikTokers? Um, Shout out Maduro, the Bolivarian Revolution. The B-O-W-L Bolivarian Revolution. I follow J.R. Maduro and then like um, this kid, Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. And also um, this guy in Mexico who grills all the time and uh that's about it really <laughs> yeah i'm trying to see if there's anyone i would recommend but you know honestly a lot of these tiktokers aren't great oh yeah i like this one guy named polo boy he's pretty funny it's very problematic though so oh wow, <laughs> wow. Um, is, tay, is tay zunday on uh on tiktok yet i need chocolate rain on TikTok. is is little terry what is the chocolate rain of tiktok is there like a lonely girl 15 on TikTok yet? <laughs> yeah, it's I started watching some of her vlogs last night again. <laughs> Dang, remember when we found out it was all a hoax? Heartbreaking. Well, it was always a hoax. Chocolate lonely, Rain? Lo- no, Lonely Girl 15. <laughs> Damn. Chocolate Rain was a hoax. Chocolate uh, Rain is the uh, Rain is the only true thing. Uh Graham, <laughs> yes, I do remember you. From Oh, I guess I he Asked in the comments if I remember him. I met him Did when you? he came to visit you, Nathan. Oh, yeah, Nathan. that's right. That's right. Back in the day. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Knoxville days. Shout out to the 865. Shout out to any Knoxville viewers um, in the chat. I don't know if there's anybody. We got a fair amount of folks, though. We got all these people whose usernames I don't recognize at all. So that's pretty cool. Shout out to the Florida man from the eight six. We're going viral. Oh man, we're going world bomb himself. We're going worldwide, <laughs> talk about, baby. Talk about a virus, am I right? Pitbull. <laughs> going pitbull mode. Damn. Going absolutely pandemic. Is there 
Is there like a main chat, or is that only visible to? <laughs> I think it's in the what? Twitch. I think you have to be logged. To the oh, Twitch. okay. All right. Yeah, me, uh, I'm having to use my phone. Sorry if you feel out. left out, Adam. I I just had no idea where all the people were chiming in from. I was like, yeah, I have. I have the um, Twitch open, but I have it muted. Florida man shouted out eight six five. Yeah, shout out Florida man, the East Tennessee area. Oh code. shit. Mm. Graham says, "What's up, Adam?" <laughs> hey, Graham, how you doing? How you doing, man? <laughs> That's my boy. Oh, hey, what's up, Jack? Adam Sandler's. That's my boy. Which part of Florida? Shout out three hundred five. Is this what the show is now? Just people are going to be calling out different places. <laughs> shout out, shout out time. Yeah. Shout out to Baltimore. Hey, Mr. Here from the six one nine. What's up? What's up uh, to the shout out to the nine seven nine Central Texas. Um, I forget the five one two. That's the Middle Tennessee. Two one two. Let me ask you. A, let, let me ask you a, a music question, Nathan. What's Which up? Which rapper does the best shout outs? Um, I really, so a really great shout out track. The first one that comes to my mind is, uh, straight to the point by Andre Nicotina, where he is just like naming people over the like shuffling, like jazzy music from Twin Peaks that da na 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 na. He's just like yeah. naming people. You know, I'll, I'll drop um, a, I'll I, drop a link to that. Yeah, I uh, I, I gotta yeah. say, uh, speaking of three hundred five, uh, Trip Daddy's "Get On Up." Uh, literally, the co- the hook of that is him just shouting out different places, uh, <laughs> uplifting them, saying "Miami, get on up," Atlanta, get on up, and it starts with him um, smoking on what. Also, there's a great little B song where he raps over the Kenny G version of My Heart Will Go On, and he's just, like, naming places for most of the song. Um, Also, uh, I love uh, Three Six Mafia, Ain't Bar in That, where they're just naming neighborhoods in Memphis, shouting out. Oh, classic. One of the great tracks. Yeah, yeah. Was it Eiffel 65 that had that song, PlayStation? Yes. Just name. Ozone? No, that <laughs> was Eiffel 65. Gran Turismo. Evil. It's not, they aren't rappers, but I like that shout-out track. I mean, they're basically MCs, you know. They invented rap, Eiffel 65. Mm. Said it here. The hottest take, wow. perhaps, from Hotbox. In the whole box. What's in the box? Should we change our theme song to a remix of The Box by Roddy Rich? Well, I, thought I you still say have the not box decided. By, by the guy who did Donnie Dark. Should we do it? Sound off in the comments if you have a better theme song than the one that's normally on the podcast. I still haven't decided if I like that song. Well, I don't know. Lost, uh, Eddie. The Box was like the last song oh. that was really popular just before everyone went into quarantine. I've been thinking about how now like I can't tell what songs are popular because I don't Go out that's why hear what's playing. I recently you gotta get on TikTok. Weird. That's where the songs are. That's true. Yeah, yeah. When I I stepped outside the other day and I heard Duke Deuce's "Crunk Ain't Dead" coming out of a car, um, I still hear a lot of people blasting Pop Smoke. Um, 
and and the box megan the stallion i still hear the box a lot oh yeah and savage is really big what about that new play by cardi track is that uh oh yeah grab the masses dj paul dropped that in his is is everyone just playing uh is everyone just playing fetch the bolt cutters because of uh pitchforks maybe what everybody's people are like wow I still haven't listened to since, it. Since uh, my beautiful dark twist of fantasy, I haven't. I think, it's, I think it's pretty, pretty good. I gotta I, say, I will, but I've just the old been bandwagony behind on weeks of new albums. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. It's on the list. I mean, I actually I did listen to like three songs, and then I wanted to listen to this uh, happy hardcore mix, and I switched to that, and I forgot to check out the rest. I apologies to. Um, Charlotte Mumblesauce just said the best shout out tracks are DC Go Go artists, which I second that. Uh-oh. Shout out to that. Yeah, those are, um, and those are incredible. Love Go Go music, and she linked to a Go Go track. Um, yeah, shout out to the DMV. DMV. One of the only places I uh, consistently frequent back in New Jersey, which is where I am right now. So can you give us um, a top five facts about New Jersey, Aton? Yeah. Um, They're talking about pumping gas. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have good ones about New Jersey. Um, film was born here. Oh. You know, Shout out Thomas some, some Edison. Say. Do you think Thomas wow. Edison smoked weed? No. <laughs> It's a no. He was too busy sending people to murder creating the assassinations of anarchy. He was getting too busy getting lit, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think a lot about how um, how I'm born in New Jersey and cinema was born in New Jersey, and what does that mean? I feel like it's a yeah, the reincarnation of cinema. Your cinema. Uh, Something about like you know uh, how Jesus was like you know the spirit made into flesh or whatever. Wow, I might this be the spirit of cinema. This is now like that it's not flesh. physical anymore. The Dalai Lama, but Thomas Edison. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna um, you're like Prometheus. You're gonna bring light back to the world. Exactly. Wearing a muscle Through suit. TikToks. When were you born? What year? <laughs> Uh, I was born in the year 1998. And cinema was discovered in what year? Uh, some would say 1895. I would say 1898. Yeah, if you wanted to push that ahead three years, <laughs> I would not object. Okay. Aton was just... born, and then The Phantom Menace came out, and that was all she wrote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Aton is the midichlorians. <laughs> Anyway, um, I don't know if there are any other good facts about New Jersey that I know that you guys wouldn't already know. I mean, did you know you know, there's Zach a lot of like, Wawa's all over the place. Are you guys he... familiar with Wawa's? Isn't Whitney Houston born in New Jersey? Nope. Wh- Whitney Houston was born in New Jersey, yes. Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi. In fact, my mom went to high school, I don't think with John Bon Jovi, but definitely with one of the Bon Jovi brothers. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was the John Bon Jovi. The low key flex. Jim bon Jovi. <laughs> well, I don't. I. I don't think my mom is the same age as John Bon Jovi, but who knows? Um, you know, uh, Laura's grandma uh, <laughs> uh, went to school with Jerry Lewis. Like they were classmates. 
Really? Laura, Laura JR's girlfriend for viewers at home who don't. Uh, uh, Alan Arkush, uh, keyword Kush, is uh, from Jersey City. Yeah, I tried to uh, I tried to friend him on Facebook when I was like 12 years old. Uh-huh. I commented on a, like a Facebook film forum post, you know, that, that Facebook page. And then he liked my post. And I was like, oh, damn, this famous director liked my post. Like, here's my chance. So I friended him. Never got back to me. Graham wants us to talk yeah. about Bellatar. Personally, I've never seen a Bellatar movie. Okay, actually, the fucking director of all time. I Fuck can't be bothered with that. Hold on, hold on. Actually, one of the greatest highs I've had was watching uh, the Turn Horse. <laughs> the wow. Turn Horse might be good. Maybe I'll check that out. But no, I you know I can't I can't like I can't comment on harmonies. yeah me neither I can't comment on the and quality of the Turn Horse. There's just not a lot happening but it's great because I can't process anything with when I'm high. So just scenes of things moving very slowly is perfect. Um, it's, I think it's like six scenes of a father and daughter eating. It's possibly post-apocalyptic. I wow. don't remember, or it's like a period piece, but, uh, Cormac McCarthy's the road. Basically. <laughs> There's a lot of it's potato like feeling. <laughs> Bellatar's Book of Eli. Yeah. Book of Eli. What are you Ooh. sipping on, Nathan? What do you got? I got this Diet Coke right here. Yeah, can I we got get a beverage uh, check for everybody here. Oof. I got I got these I hiccups water, going. Can't see. JR, you got any out. beverages? I got no beverages right now. No beverage. No beverage, just the beverage of friendship. Yeah. Oh, Eddie's trying to get back in the Zoom. I wasn't paying attention. Let's do it. <laughs> oh shit! There's Adam. Give objects. Adam, yeah, can we get a beverage check? Well, we yeah, got a Turin check. We got a we got a Bellatar check over here. Blu-ray check, baby. Uh, and a tourist (laughs) and a tourist triumph oh damn (laughs) eddie what's your what beverage do you have i also have a diet coke going right now out of the can classic mode i've got a uh bustello instant coffee Mm. uh hey adam where'd you buy that mug i the museum of the moving image r.i.p shout out momi damn Shout out theaters, baby. Shout out movie theaters. We don't know if they'll be back. Well, you know. the the one thing that I know for sure is they probably won't come back, but then Micah is going to re- make them reborn sooner or later. So, Shout out Micah Gottlieb. He's going to use Aton's uh, spirit. He's going to yeah. save cinema oh, single-handedly. Yeah. Sacrifice. We have to also, put Aton through the 12 stations of the cross so that Micah can <laughs> rebuild cinema. Um, damn, what was I going to... What was I... <laughs> Are you going about to ask me about Ready to Rumble? I had a note. I had a point or something. Um, Unfortunately. Fuck, it escaped me. <laughs> Anybody sound off in the chat in the chat? I don't know. What do you what do you want to hear us talk about? What are you what are you watching lately? Uh, what are you you know, if you listen to the last episode. Do you have any reactions? If you've listened to any episodes, do you have any reactions? Uh, I don't know. Just no literally, reactions. whatever. Say anything. <laughs> we'll Press F. 
Wait, has, <laughs> has, anybody, has anybody here seen Urusei Atsura? Nah. Okay. Wait, what? Say that one more time for me. Uh, Urusei Atsura. Uh, I know. Uh, I haven't. It's like Wait, a, can you say one more time for me, Adam, slowly? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's an early film from the uh, director of Ghost in the Shell. Uh, oh, okay. uh, oh, it's a fucking cartoon. Nah, cartoon, I'm not about yeah, that shit. Anime. Yeah, sorry, I'm above four years old. <laughs> well, I said, I, 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 I believe there's a uh, there the the second one uh, has a lot of uh, uh, stoner energy to it. Damn. Mm-hmm. Graham hey, says, uh, Nathan, what Nathan? What's your opinion of a hero never dies? Yeah, Graham wants to know wants me to talk about hero never dies. Johnny Toe's movie. Ugh. Amazing. Just watched uh, a couple of us just watched it, and I think most of us talking right now have seen it. I know uh, I haven't seen it. Seth has not seen it. I think you might be the only one. I've not seen one Johnny uh, Toe. You have not seen one Johnny Toe. Oh my goodness. Not a Toe. You got a journey. (laughs) You got a beautiful journey, though, ahead of you. You know, Johnny Toe, one of the great filmmakers, I think. And I got to give, I got to give. well, you definitely got to watch Running on Karma. I think that has the largest yeah. stoner energy of the uh, Sparrow the movies. Okay. I got to give Nathan credit. For years, he was telling me to watch Sparrow, and I didn't get around to it until quarantine. And uh, that movie is really something else, let me tell you. Yeah, and then Sparrow it's, rules. It's been nothing okay. but toe. You know, it's been toe time all the time. We just watch it. Line. Texting my boys, toe, just being like, y'all want to watch a toe? And we just watch a toe. And it's just great. Um, mm-hmm. and I keep thinking, better than the last. I keep thinking I'm, I'm about to get to the point where I've seen like 15, 16 of his movies now where I'm going to like reach the like, you know, everything <laughs> is like three stars or three and a half stars and everything's just kind of fine. But I still haven't hit that point yet. You know, Here and Ever Dies doesn't was happen. Like, was like the 15th movie I've seen by him and it was just fucking amazing. Like it's just got that crazy... Uh, neon bisexual lighting, like just pure affect, pure vibe, and, and bisexual oh. energy. That's just a. I, I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but I got to the scene where they're tasting each other's wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just beautiful. You know. I think it's also a movie that's like. Uh, it's rewarding on multiple levels. If you're like new to Hong Kong cinema, if that's something you haven't seen a lot of. I think it's it works because it's just like visually immediately like very easy to just get what the movie's doing and like just you feel it in your bones kind of. Um, but it's also like, you know, I've seen a lot of movies. I've seen not to brag or anything, but, you know, I've seen a lot of movies from China and from Hong Kong now. And uh, and, and it still blew me away. It's still uh, like super just I'm thinking about all these images, just relishing them in my mind. Um, yeah, I saw A Hero Never Dies pretty early on. It was like the first or maybe second Johnny Toe movie I'd watched, and it was in a class like three or four years ago. Uh, yeah. So it was like my favorite Johnny Toe movie back then, and now I've also seen like 15 or 16 of them, and it's still my favorite. <laughs> it's like one of the best movies ever. What was the class? It was just Hong Kong cinema in my Damn. undergraduate at uh, Cal State Northridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was like the, one of the only cool classes i ever had at that school what else did you what was the other cool class uh the same teacher teaching japanese cinema <laughs> other than that pretty awful experience but that teacher was cool yeah yeah i think i um, the first uh johnny toes that i watched were the two election movies 
which I remember like finding DVDs of like somewhere in Chinatown, I think, um, for a pretty low price. I'm pretty real sure New York cinephile over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bargain. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I was uh, quite on the tow train yet. I think they were just two crime movies that looked cool yeah. to me, but pretty good movies. Well, you know, so my first Johnny Toe movie I watched was Drug War in like 2013 or early 2014 because I saw Graham Carter posting about it on Tumblr and I was like, whoa, who's this guy, Johnny Toe? Never heard of him. And I just like at that point, I think I didn't really have a great like visual literacy for like genre movies. Like I did like genre movies, but in that time, I think I was still kind of thinking in a like very uh, midnight movie, like Alamo Draft House. Like it's so bad, it's good. Like I really just gravitated towards things if i liked a genre movie it was because it was kind of campy or crazy or something and drug war is like a lot more elegant you know and so i was just kind of like oh this just kind of feels like a movie whatever and so i kind of went away from johnny toe for a little bit and then 2015 isn't there a scene in drug war where he like intentionally ods and then like jumps yeah. in an ice bath to, yeah that wasn't that wasn't crazy <laughs> enough for you no i don't know i was just like this is a crime movie i don't know i just like didn't i couldn't figure out what was good yet and then in 2015 you know i was just like get, spending a lot of time on the internet finding out about this stuff called vulgar auteurism watching michael mann movies <laughs> watching the Valdine taylor then around august 2015 i had a vhs tape of the killer john Woo's the killer i never watched it popped it in first minute hits immediately boom fucking life changed get into hong kong cinema really hard so i go Wait, back to one? john the killer okay. so i go back to johnny toe and i started to get into him and i started to enjoy his movies i think the f- first one i watched after that was breaking news which i enjoyed you know like that's a pretty solid movie and by that time i kind of felt like i knew a little bit more about like what made a genre movie or an action movie compelling or good or whatever mm-hmm. and then yeah. but, but sparrow sparrow fucking that one changed my my whole brain like that movie is so amazing everything i want out of movies yeah on the the johnny toe side i was also gonna say uh the odd one dies which is from 1997 i think yeah. i saw that i got the chance to Deep see that cut. one at the new beverly uh on a hong kong double feature shout out quentin great yeah shout out to my boy no. quentin can we get the air the, horn for quentin it was the other <laughs> quentin old, in the chat yeah it was the other old the director guy. of chunking express exactly yeah <laughs> uh is the other old guy who talks about going to see Hong Kong movies in the nineties every day in Chinatown and whatever. And, uh, but it was a really beautiful print and it's like definitely his most Wong Kar Wai looking movie, uh, very like expressionist lighting the whole way through. And it's more of like an art house vibe, uh, just with the crime thriller stuff more in the background, more than yeah, yeah. really more than I've seen in any other Johnny Toe movie. So I definitely check that one out if you can track it down. You know, he's just got a lot of a multitude of vibes. I think he's just good at doing it mm-hmm. all. Um, turn left, turn right. Yeah, another turn left. Oh, wow! That got to talk about his romantic blew, comedies. You know, that movie blew me away. I was not even expecting. Well, Woo! 
it's fun it's because like i didn't like know much about him so i just when i saw the first few films i saw, I saw it, it was like oh he's a romantic mm. comedy director this is cute <laughs> <laughs> and then i watched um you know some of his action stuff recently i'm like oh this is like what he's famous for so yeah i mean that's but, the interesting yeah. thing is because you know just because of like the marketing of east asian film in america you know people know him for the action ones usually in, in the mm. united states but abroad at home like he's known you know as the director of of romantic comedies and romantic dramas and melodramas and um but sort of like the modern day howard hawks you know it's like truly dramas he has these comedies and they represent the two sides of his you know you put them together i'll say that the uh, the best Peter Wolin said about Howard Hawks that the dramas wouldn't mean anything if there weren't also the comedies, you know? It's all about... Johnny Toe. Both strands of Johnny Toe are about kind of just bodies revolving around each other, you know? Physical relationships. Exactly. (laughs) Just like (laughs) whether it's, it's violence, whether it's combat, or whether it's, you know, like a tango. Getting bodied in space. Joseph one of Tom's my favorite body. one of my favorite spaces of a uh, body in a Johnny Toe movie and uh, he has this comedy called Eighth Happiness uh, from 1988 and Chow Yun-Fat sleeps in a race car bed and that so it's pretty awesome wow I love that I want a race car bed honestly <laughs> one of the the key race part race car bed movies Oh man, I can't think of any adult ones beyond that off the top of my head, but it's definitely been in many ways in a movie. Cars, the uh, Cars, the Pixar movie, the race is yeah. the bed for the soul <laughs> and the brain, you know? Cars True. is an ultimate stoner classic because you start thinking about that movie too hard and you're, you go some strange places because, <laughs> like, you know, I think we've probably talked about a lot of those Pixar movies. To be honest. Have yeah. we talked about Cars on an episode, Seth, about like the class system of the cars so. movies because it's like you think about think, it i mean why not though right all of these cars are like <laughs> you know some of them are just like from the jump just assigned this role in life that they could never transcend where they're just like physically subservient uh, to other classes of cars and their only role is to like serve them and to like pump their gas and transport the fancier car or whatever um, it's really kind of fucked up. It's just like this very rigid, like cast system at birth. Cars. Also, the second movie, they fly in an airplane. And they have to take off their tires in security, which feels like a security check that only started after nine eleven. Wow. Like, yeah, think about that. In How cars. did <laughs> what nine eleven was like in the cars universe? <laughs> <laughs> apparently it just happened i don't know well have, have y'all ever heard of this uh, disney film called planes remember that one anyone heard of that oh yeah one? oh wow i forgot about that yeah i remember that movie once did upon you, a time when did i was you guys uh, know that back in the day my dream used to be that i wanted to work for pixar that was like my goal in life and like middle school is like i'm gonna work for pixar uh, you can I just, still achieve that dream. I just later. love how they tell stories. You know, I just love their original <laughs> and creative approach. And that's when my favorite yeah. director was like Terry Gilliam. And I just loved a like visually stunning uh, 
you know, from the mind of, uh, from the visionary director of Tim Burton. Were you a Tim Burton? I, I feel, I feel I like Gilly like was cocaine energy that thinks it's stoner energy. Were you a Brad Bird guy, Nathan? Uh, yeah, you know, because I loved Pixar. I mean, I loved, yeah. uh, I was very excited for his project 1906 that never really got mm. off the ground about the oh. San Francisco earthquake. You know, I was always like looking forward to the Pixar guys, what they were doing. So all of those movies have weird politics though. Like they do all of them. You watch them now and you're like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> Wally is Wally eco-fascist. In the age of uh, it probably the future, is. it's a question. I mean, Ratatouille is also a <laughs> crazy movie, fucking insane. Well, yeah, Brad, Bradford's, Bradford's politics never really make much sense if you try yeah, to, like, you know, figure them out. I, I mean, he was accused like of being like protocol. a Randian libertarian, you know, as a person, but uh, Tomorrowland. I, Shout out to yeah. our theme park cinema episode. Yeah, <laughs> call, call back. Ghost Protocol went pretty hard when I saw it in a theater. Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of don't want to watch it again because I feel like seeing it now. Yeah, really same, weird. same. The uh, oh, most yeah. recent Mission Impossible soured me on Mission Impossible. So this one's for Nathan and Adam. Course, what, what, what is your opinion of Mile 22? Fucking <laughs> Peter Finally. Berg. That's, a, that's a, honestly I, an incredible movie. You were talking uh, Peter Berg earlier with Hancock, right? Yeah. Is, and, is hmm. that is, uh, what's it called? Circle I, back. Do they okay. diagnose Mark Wahlberg in that movie? Yeah, I think <laughs> he is on the spectrum. He's like, on the spectrum, I, and he I gives us like had like behavioral like takes, but they never had like a formal designation. But there's a whole part where they like they talk about um, Hiroshima. I think he quotes like John Hersey. He also <laughs> mentions Steve Bannon, and he's got the whole thing where he's like twitching and like keeps snapping the wristband against his wrist, and they keep cutting to like an insert shot of the wristband. Also, the final line of that movie is a reference to the Andy Samberg Mark Wahlberg sketch, but okay. said <laughs> but said by Eco Kuwait, and it's just like <laughs> there's a lot going on there. That that movie definitely has. Uh, I still haven't seen uh, Spencer Confidential. Oh, we so. should do a watch party for that one. You know, Peter Berg is one of those directors where, like, every time he has a movie come out, I, like, in vain pitch a, like, ranking Peter Berg article. <laughs> and, like, nobody <laughs> takes me up on it because nobody sees Damn. him for the great artist that he truly is. You know, Deepwater Horizon, wow. I saw that movie in the early days of Movie Pass. Back in the glory days when it was still more expensive, but that meant I had to go see everything. And I also lived yeah. in Knoxville still at that time, so I had to see all the crap. And I saw Deepwater Horizon expecting it to not be good. And it, it, uh, it's a pretty good movie. Pretty good American movie right there. Mr. Mark Wahlberg and Mr. Peter Berg. Well, People on the field the, uh... in the chat says that Peter Berg's kid is suffering right now. <laughs> Save <laughs> Peter Berg's kid. I was going to say that people need the Peter Berg listicles for sure right now more than anything. Mm -hmm. We need the serious Peter Berg autourism, you know. Yeah. Honestly, like, serious I'm just Mario waiting. to a Ronda Rousey movie. Somebody one of these days, one of these damn days, is going to write an American cinema 2.0. And, uh, you know, Peter Berg is going to be, he's going to have his own little section. Peter, Peter I've Berg's actually never seen any court. of his movies. I've only watched his Instagrams. Wow, I don't think yeah. I've seen one either. I mean, those are you could, Miles, those are two. great. Miles if we're just judging by Instagrams, he's quite good. Have you seen any of his acting roles? I don't, he's in Hancock, no? 
Am I misremembering that? I feel like I've looked at his Maybe. IMDb and recognized He's in before, West Craven's Shocker, which is a pretty wild mm. movie. That's like oh, that an ultimate hot box the <laughs> cinema movie. Like I would love to live stream that movie. You know, mm. that movie is insane. <laughs> Wes Craven. I feel like Wes Craven does not get talked about a lot anymore. But uh, I feel like he's yeah, a very prominent. Stream, That's because some of his movies, well, TBH. I think Wes Craven. <laughs> some of his movies are kind of whack, a little bit. Yeah, I had to go through a bunch of them when I wrote Nobit, and there were some that were surprisingly good and some that did not need to have reputation. He's just doesn't, he's not really to like a visual stylist, TBH. Like, he's just, he's just an Ideas idea. Man. He's a, yeah, exactly. He's an idea. I don't know. The, the first, the first 30 minutes of his Swamp Thing movie had like a comic book colors. Uh, that, that was the, that was the one that I felt was the most uh, you know, visually impressive. And then it just ta- becomes a, unwatchable when we're talking those horror masters i'm always gonna go with the uh, carpenter or hooper you know it's just simple as that Cronenberg. or larry cohen you know where's the horror larry masters cohen. bracket you should do one nathan so i can masters put, uh, of like, is the best i would just direct so the, just the people who directed <laughs> masters of horror episodes <laughs> wow i would Dario get people Argento. angrier than like anything else. I feel like guys who wear horror movie t-shirts get more angry about rankings and brackets and that kind of yeah. thing. Than Dudes any other with the like Joe Which is fine. Like, metal I get t-shirt. it. Yeah. Because mm. like horror movies are awesome and I would probably get upset if some, I saw someone talking shit about John Carpenter myself, you know. Sorry George if anybody listening upset. right now bases their entire identity around <laughs> horror movies. Matt insult one of your guests Got online him. right now. Got I him. said horror movie t-shirts, not horror movies. Somebody who wears like the Car- John Carpenter t-shirt that's like the Carpenters or whatever. If anyone's out there, we appreciate you. We are not one of People you. who have... Uh, Rebeller subscriptions. Oh yeah, those those yeah they. Well, can, that's uh, a difference. Yeah, they can just yeah. Well, it's, yeah. About that. They yeah. actually anytime I've Speaking ever tweeted horror. about dragged across concrete in the last six months, <laughs> they <laughs> and they're like, "Hey man, I love this tweet." <laughs> <laughs> I should block them. Like, yeah, I love pretty police funny. brutality. Yeah. <laughs> are they asking to be able to use it in like a listicle or something? Or are they no, just saying they good always, tweet? Like once they tweeted back at me with a gift from the movie and it, it said like, uh, we think you'd like what we're putting down over here at Reveler. Uh, was, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I remember well, when they launched and we all got into it with what's his name? Sonny Son- Bunch. Sonny Bunches of Oats. <laughs> yeah, Sonny Bunch about uh, like... Uh, Sonny how, Bunch, how, if you're listening right now, you are not a friend of the show. <laughs> you are not a friend of the pod. <laughs> Um, but the whole thing with about Re- uh, Re- Rebeller or whatever that's funny it's just like they're like we're talking about the iconoclastic outlaw movies that are like <clears throat> you know yeah, it's literally like forgotten. IMDB message board shit it's and, like- <laughs> and then all their like screenshots with quotes are like the dark knight <laughs> <laughs> they're like the modern day McMahonists you know those guys Oh yeah, we talked about the uh, you know talked about those in uh, Hoberman's Midnight yeah, Movies. That... The McManus. The McManus were they were uh, they were a splinter cell. They were a notorious splinter cell in France. <laughs> um, no, they uh, they were kind of this group that formed 
a um, little bit away from the Kaye guys. I guess they, they're, I don't know if they worked for a magazine or I think it was that they worked on an avenue called McMahon is why they're called the McMahonists, uh, which is a weird name for a street in France. But anyway, um, they, they were just they fans of Ed McMahon's role in uh, Slaughter. They were predicting uh, Vince McMahon's rise in the WWE. And <laughs> the um, bankruptcy of the XFL. Yeah. Anyway, they were really into the, like, you know, rough male directors like, uh, you know, Sam Fuller. And uh, I don't know. Their whole thing was Charlton Heston is an axiom of cinema. That was their, you know, the quote that came out of them. Which, yeah. I mean, they're not wrong. Like, Charlton yeah. Heston is, like, one of the great things about American cinema. And the, an interesting thing, though, is that even though they were kind of the most, like, you know, um, masculinist uh, a tourist, they were also the only ones to celebrate a female director because they were the ones who first talked about Ida Lupina. Damn. Oh, the fucking so, real yeah, interesting. horseshoe theory, baby. <laughs> they're the yeah. most problematic and the wokest at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's dialectics <laughs> predator handshake <Anyway>. meme <laughs> sound off in the comments with your favorite splinter cell of french auteur theory um <laughs> you know no yeah i feel like now is the time for people to form their splinter cells of auteurism you know yeah, get across the what they chat. need to yeah have the new strains the new arguments <laughs> <laughs> it's like t-virus yeah Our tourism bonds with your cells that's literally like I was my thinking about thesis. this i was thinking about resident evil the other day is that is that film twitter kingdom hearts <laughs> i'm wow. only just watching them now i saw i saw the first resident evil like four years ago and never watched the sequels but now i am caught up through retribution yeah and i gotta say i like them all except for the russell mckay one um i do gotta say though russell i like extinction i don't know i still like it it's got some great moments and that what is cinema but a handful of great moments i don't know definitely does not compare to afterlife or retribution oh i mean you're totally right it's not on that level at all the replication ones everyone should watch the russell mulcahy video for wild boys by duran duran though because that that video is incredible i mean just in a (laughs) if he brought that energy that would be mulcahy has an impeccable filmography overall um and it's also like he's i feel like one of those if on the topic of american cinema 2.0 he would be somewhere you know i don't know the like journeyman section he's very interesting wait he's american i thought he was australian along yeah, with, but uh, he's along like, with like know, lee he's tamahari a, he's a hollywood guy you know kurt yeah. uh uh <laughs> chuck he's russell a hollywood guy stephen hopkins lasagna garfield says russell crowe big boy cinema is what we need right now <laughs> do you think yeah. that's true do you think we need russell crowe right now lame is too just I, did y'all see character. the videos of him when too he nice was like auctioning off his estate, like all of his props, no. and he was around Australian media like showing off his props to sell. I did Pretty not great. see this. I did not see that. Was it just like gladiator swords and stuff, or like what? <laughs> yeah, gladiator. Wow, all that stuff. <clears throat> Beautiful mind. Yeah, the Russell, Man globes, We need maybe. the R- Russell Crowe Zizek biopic. <laughs> that's what we oh, okay. the streets need that'd be it. great yeah there we go 
I mean, what better time to make another Wait, to make a sequel to The Insider than when everyone has to stay in? <laughs> <laughs> stay insider. Inside yeah. man, too. I've heard Inside Man too, right? There yeah. is an Inside Man too. It's, yeah, on, it's Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. Wow, I had wow. no idea. Who's in it? Yeah. Like, like, not Denzel, I don't think. Like uh, Wayne Brady, probably. Owen. Yeah. It's one of those like random movies that got like I feel like they stopped doing like uh sequels that were a downgrade and budget yeah. level and and um star quality like around that time. It was like that was right. like, start doing those Man again. Too. They have that should the be the first should. batch of films that they do once production begins again is just like sequels to movies nobody cared about from five years that's, ago. Um, because we're so thirsty for new movies that it would be fine. That's yeah. like the uh, the Jarhead direct-to-video franchise. You know, there's like four Jarhead sequels. Um, also, a movie that Seth and I saw together in theaters, Mechanic Resurrection. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Statham. Was that the first movie in the series or no? No, that was the second yeah. movie, and it came out like a decade after the first Mechanic movie yeah. or something. Jessica Alba oh, okay. was in that one, too. Yeah. I love that genre, honestly. Like, I just love, I mean, I just love garbage. You know, I love direct-to-video movies. So, Nathan, have you seen, have you seen any of the Marine films? Uh, honestly, no. That's something I've been meaning to get around to forever because people say, like, Marine 2 is, like, a high-water mark of the DTV subgenre. What about Aquamarine? I was actually going <laughs> to... With JoJo? <laughs> huh? What? Hmm? Adam, ask your question again. Oh no! I I was just uh, you say Aquamarine. Anyway. Yeah, with I was the, I was the movie shit with posting in the video chat. Yeah, yes. I do remember. That. <laughs> He's going to read JoJo's. I'm associating uh, going JoJo's bizarre adventure. I know you've been watching that, Adam. Yes, uh, Satoshi Kon was involved. Lucasfilm, right Lucasfilm did uh, work on that. Damn. Mm. Sorry, y'all can't reject it now, even if it's a cartoon for four-year-olds. <laughs> they got your boy Lucas in there. Yeah, uh, that's the only cartoons I watch. Fucking Ewoks and droids and Jar Jar Banks. Speaking of that, should I check out Clone Wars? I've never watched Clone Probably. Wars. Um, wait, what's the it? first season? So, like, I, I mean, the, the original, original yeah, the original Clone Wars is pretty great. The yeah. second series, I just remember being a jaded, nerdy middle schooler when they released the movie that was the first three episodes of the second Clone Wars series. And I went to go see it and I was like, this fucking bullshit ruining Star Wars. But people say that it's like, gets pretty good. So, yeah. I, I'm sure it's good. I don't know. I it never takes watched... place like between episodes two and three, basically, right? Yeah. I never yeah, watched so, yeah. um, Rebels or that shit or fucking Mandalorian or any of that. I'm done with Star Wars, bro. You know, it used to be the great love of my <laughs> life, but now I'm done. Rise of Skywalker I mean, didn't watch that. We'll always have those it. OG oh, six so films. Come on. The Lucas ones will always live. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Lucas, George Lucas is what I love. Not Star Wars. That's what I realized. Power of Autorism. Exactly. I've, been, I've been telling everyone that. It's like, I don't like Star Wars. I love Lucas. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love the man behind the myth, you know. Uh, oh. I don't love the Bible. I love God. <laughs> <laughs> Except the Bible never got taken away from God. and started. <laughs> no, it God. did. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah. That's well, what according the, like, to certain people. <laughs> Uh, not to compare the current Star Wars series to the Crusades, but <laughs> I mean, 
in this metaphor, I think it works. Can we insert the audio of George Lucas calling Disney white slavers? White <laughs> uh, I could probably pull up a YouTube video real quick. Oh my yeah, God. that is the title of the video of like the 20 minute interview. Let's it's him calling the them stream. white slavers. <laughs> Wait, uh, so Aton, do your best George Lucas impression. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I haven't prepared know. this. <laughs> I don't know. I love like the. <laughs> He's a very you know, nasally voice. Flash Gordon, and uh, <laughs> no, it inspired my little personal experimental films. You know, <laughs> I loved the. Uh, you know, I used to when I when I dro- drove fast cars. Uh, <laughs> Are you a Red Tail fan? Jr. I haven't. I haven't seen. It. I haven't, seen, haven't Red seen Red Tail still. Yeah, that's one yeah, I've been that's like the last one I ever seen. Sound off with your sound off in the chat with your favorite George Lucas related project, like not a Star Wars movie, but something he produced, like Howard the Duck or Willow. Yeah, I was gonna or, say Howard is probably you know, number two. or a Lucas Arts mm. mo- a game or something. What about M- Matthew Robbins Dragon Slayer? Has anyone well, seen? We Dragon got Slayer? a deep cut from Jr. More American Graffiti. Okay, Noise yeah. wa- Wife sounding off with Willow. Good one. You know, got that mm-hmm. Ron Howard touch. Got a shout out to Ron Howard. Um, I don't think you have to shout out Ron Howard, Slayer. in my opinion. I, I don't know. You know, Ron Howard invented <laughs> cinema. Um, you know, we were talking shout about out to uh, Bryce Dallas Howard? Question no. mark. Yeah. Um, who no one, else? No one a what, fan. You know, and we got any uh, Radioland murders fans in the chat we got oh you know what i'll say is my favorite non-star wars movie is the star wars episode three game for ps2 wow that game that one was pretty sick Mm. um you know what's actually really good the novelization of star wars episode three like there's some grisly like world building detail about like the did they go the, into general grievous's uh, the like ideal? political ramifications of like the war endless warfare um pretty uh, cool george, stuff george lucas was an executive producer on uh the sandinista documentary latino oh and it's not a documentary it's a feature narrative film oh Has- sorry shout Has- out haskell wexler shout out haskell wexler you know medium cool i feel like that's a stoner classic mm-hmm. Um. Yes. This is us just naming movies and being like, "Yep, Stoner classic." That's about what it's <laughs> that's how that's how it works. That's how you build a canon. Yeah, that's what that's people what do all, on Twitch. Yeah, that's what all film-related media is: is people listing movies. So I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that's fun. literally like <laughs> the only reason why now, not to get into a controversial topic, but that's the only reason why anybody now still defends Armand White is because they just look at his movie, his his reviews, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, here's a list of like ten like random movies from the '70s that I've not seen. Like, let's add them <laughs> to my watch list." You know, speaking the facts. Yeah, I haven't done the watch list thing on Letterboxd in years. It just gets out of control every time. I've been actively... Um, I never look at it. So I've I been, just download like a dozen films at a time, go through them, and then get yeah. another grip. Like I'm going to the video store pretty much. I've been actively trying to whittle down the watch list because it was up to like 1,050. And so now I've got wow. it down to 1,020 um, over <laughs> over quarantine. Uh you watched 300 movies? No, 30 movies. 
Well, you said a thousand, and then he said twelve. No, a thousand fifty, <laughs> and then a thousand twenty. Mm. Oh, now, sorry. Over the course of For the some year. reason in my head that was a thousand five hundred to a thousand two hundred. No, <laughs> and I was like, anyway. So you know, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. You've been watching a lot of uh, uh, Eastwood movies, right? You watched Unforgiven for the first time. Yeah, I watched Bridges of Madison County. Um, I've downloaded a few more that I have not watched yet. Play Mr. I got an Eastwood me. movie right here. Sully. Shout out to Sully. Wow. I watched that movie in theaters, and um, I was sending a text right as the movie opened. You know, to, mm-hmm. you know, bad cinephile being a bad theater. Yeah, of though. course. But yeah, you know, sometimes you just off gotta that do last it. Text. And so I was out. doing that, and then the movie started and played, and I was like, "Wow, that was a great movie." Lights come up, turn around. My fucking cinema studies professor is right behind me, and and you know we had a very nice conversation about about Sully and Clint Eastwood and whatnot. But I was just like, "Damn, my professor saw me texting during the movie." <laughs> yeah, I I'm so disappointed in myself that I never saw it in theaters. I watched it when it came out on digital for the first time, and I watched it like five more times that year. But I'm interested because it played in IMAX, and apparently he shot it for the IMAX ratio, which is closer to Academy ratio. But every other version of it is in scope, so I like I'm Damn. pretty. I want to find like an IMAX version of it because I know some films that'll pop up on torrent websites, but that has not happened so far for the Sony that, IMAX edition. On that Billy Lynn shit, you know. The only time mm. I've seen Sully in another aspect ratio was at the AT&T store like three years ago. They had this vertical TV that was playing an ad for Sully, uh, and it was pretty sick. Wow. Love Should we talk TV. about... Uh, <laughs> Y'all remember talk the about great... that bend? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. The future light travels at an equal speed from all parts of the screen to your eyes <laughs> yeah. when you're like pro gaming. The power it really of ended up being in the future. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid and we, we first changed our TV from one of those like fat, you know, whatever TVs to the like the flatter versions or whatever. Uh, we, I was mid watching 24. So uh, I had all the 24 oh, DVDs. Wow. And so you were smoking uh, mid watching 24. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and they came in and just switched the TVs. I just sat there. You know what fucking sucks? Watching. So I've got these DVDs, the last DVDs that had a release of the original cut of the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, I think they came out in like 2009 or 2008. Um it was like the second or third special edition remaster. And it also included on the bonus disc, the original cut, but my parents, God bless them. God love them. They got them for me for Christmas, but they got them full screen. So now I got the original Mm. cuts, but they're fucking full screen. It sucks. sucks. You know, yeah, you got to get a little CRT TV you could plug like a old DVD player into watch them on that where it's meant to be seen. But I got, you know, I got the Blu-ray, the original Blu-ray of all six. I got the special edition VHS box set that opens up real nice and you yeah. know, you got that Actually, air bubble. I don't have any physical copies sound of any Star Wars when it stuff. Opens up. At all. No. I was going through boxes of old stuff and I found a soundtrack CD for the 
Revenge of the Sith. So that's in my car. Now, yeah, but no, I got there's definitely got some it. memorabilia like at the back back end of like my mom's garage of some Revenge Uh-oh. of the Sith toys or whatever. But Lord, uh, I, I don't got, have any DVDs or anything. I got so much shit at my parents' house. Like I got like fifty or something act Star Wars action figures or some bullshit. Damn. Um, wow. It's a, crazy situation i just i just like conceded toys early on and was well, like i could just like go for video games you know part of like, it is like i could just wait yeah, longer well, and maybe well, get part, a video game. part of it is that i also had a phase in middle school where i was like nerd culture like embracing geek culture and so like i had stopped kind of like playing with action figures when i was maybe like nine or ten or something I would still play with Legos and stuff a little bit, but you know that's a serious toy, uh, more serious toy. Did you ever? Did but you ever then, watch uh, Chris Stuckman? Was that the kind of geek you were? Or no. Oh God! <laughs> you know, I used to watch YouTube Chris star. No. I used to watch Chris uh, Stuckman. Uh, but then uh, around, I didn't enjoy it. But thirteen, fourteen, right pre high school, I got back into action figures as part of my like nerd identity shit. So I started getting more action figures when I was a little bit older. And that's actually when I got, I think, most of my action figures. Because um, I was, like, on the Star Wars forums. I first got a wallet so I could carry my official Star Wars fan club membership card. All this shit. Wow. I was deep in it, very deep in it. I had, I edited Wikipedia regularly. Damn. <laughs> Damn. My life was different. I was like I that with James had... Bond. Damn. I was on wow. the I was on the James Bond message boards, you know. I was also Damn. on the AFOL forums, adult fans of Lego. Though I was not an adult, I would browse adults' <laughs> creations. Um, That's pretty I was sick. Also on the to get into the website where they like you have to be eighteen, like, and then you have to check a box or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. To prove that you're um, an adult Lego fan. I was also really into just Wikipedia. Did you ever play the James Bond game? Me and Nathan are talking over each other. That's okay. Go, go. go. No, you no, go. I was asking I'm a different done. question. I'm uh, okay. What do you mean? I, you know, I, I never like had a video never gaming. dies or something? I never had a video game console as a child. So I am, gotcha. I have been deprived of many early video game experiences. Night but when fire. I would go over to friends' houses, I definitely remember playing Everything is Nothing. Yeah. Um, and um, pro- I probably didn't play GoldenEye. Um, I can't remember the name of the maybe one. Maybe Nightfire, though. Maybe the original fire. story with the foe in it. It was like basically a Shadows of the Empire type video game. There was the two I really remember were Goldeneye and Nightfire. Yeah. From our all I remember is that uh, you could pick up the golden gun, and that was pretty cool. Nightfire the version of Goldeneye is pretty nice too. Nightfire, I played a lot with my friend Michael Crypto the Fourth, whose dad was obsessed with James Bond. His dad was a Marine, real tough guy. Michael Crypto was a fucking wimp and a dipshit. And he was, but he was my big nerd friend who I became friends with because he owned Lego Star Wars and I didn't have a game console and my parents let me own like two PC games. So I had to have, you know, make friends to play video games. So I made friends with him to play games. And we literally only talked about, we were friends from ages. 10 to ages we stopped being friends like ninth grade beginning of high school because i realized how much he sucked and i realized i wanted to like 
be cooler and like actually like be friends with girls and stuff like and you know that all of that so i ditched him but we only ever did, talked did about you did you let him know you were gonna drop him or did you just no we just started gradually ghosting him. Just ghost. we only That's talked about like we only talked about like video games and star wars and like the freemasons because we both fucking love <laughs> sure and we that would... was the original uh social distancing yeah and so you know we Going never talked about little never, little topical jokes never talked about like nice. cr- crushes <laughs> or emotions home out there or anything we just fucking talked about like we talked about mm. i don't even know man fucking yeah that was like a lot, Watch of, the, a lot of middle school a lot of the middle school friendships were just like that one thing like one video game that you and that yeah. person had in common it's like yeah mm. it's enough that's cool yeah it's fine until like middle school, high schoolish, then you're like, oh okay, I'd rather not have friends, yeah. or I mean, uh, make other friends. Piss millionaire, I think <laughs> that has, was a to, be, <laughs> has to be CJ, right? This is definitely yeah. CJ. Shout out to the Mormon experience. You understand it, CJ. You know a little bit. CJ's in the what chat. What it's like. Um, CJ. Me and CJ started playing Kane and Lynch one. Over I would Steam love Share. to play those games. Damn. Pretty crazy. I bet you could play them on your MacBook. Damn, has everyone been gaming a lot lately now? Oh, I've just yeah. been going back to Madden, like franchise mode, simulating seasons deep. It's pretty fun. I haven't done that in years. Are you like actually playing or are you just simulating? and Sometimes, but go? sometimes I'll just simulate like five years and just see what happens kind of. Can you like at the click of a button have it done or do you have to kind of watch it? You're going to have to watch it and wait and approve some stuff, but it's fun to go along as you go. And it's easier. And like NBA 2K is more fun for that. I'm more yeah. equipped with the uh, ins and outs of that game. Cause I haven't had a Madden game in like 12 years or so. Uh, yeah, I only 2K I've played for. Yeah. Oh, NCAA used to be even more fun. That was my favorite yeah. in middle school. Like the, but it's so weird though. We were playing a game where part of the process is like recruiting high schoolers to come play for your team. Yeah. Uh, it's very strange, but uh, yeah, I used to get so sucked into those games and play those seasons out for so long. Yeah, I used to just play the NCAA one to make my own team and choose the colors and mascot and where they were and stuff. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Yeah, I played a little bit with like some of my friends. I remember in middle school, we would just kind of like make dudes and like we would fuck around a little bit, but I was never very good at. Uh, actually playing sport games yeah yeah or i mean i'm bad at most games but we're talking to adam earlier about how he's playing animal crossing now yeah i've never played that i've played you know we've been playing seth and i a lot of call of duty love yeah i got it Dude, my connection sucks too much for Warzone. Honestly, it's so frustrating. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. anytime anyone else is using the Wi-Fi at my place, it's like, yeah, I'm shit out of luck for Warzone. But you know, I've had some good games so far. Uh, but I mainly stick to offline gaming for that reason, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. Most of the time, I do too. Yeah, I. Call of Duty is the first time I've had a real intensive like multiplayer online experience. Um, I didn't have PlayStation Plus until this past week, and um, I played a little bit of Team Fortress Two in high school, but I, you know, it's something that I didn't play very seriously. 
So I could never really like get much out of it because everybody would just instantly kick my ass because the people who played that game yeah. were fucking insane about it. Yeah. Oh, I think Modern Warfare 2 was the one Call of Duty that I really got sucked into for a long time. Uh, the the multiplayer? multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer on that yeah. one. I was like nonstop. It's really crunchy. Yeah. This new Modern Warfare, like I ended up getting planned for a bit just because it reminded me a lot of that. I don't really mm-hmm. suck into shooters that much these days, but but I really do like the way that one plays. Yeah. If you're right, listening, you guys, I'm gonna head out. Oh, I got some stuff to very do nice. around my house, but I uh, cool. uh, hope you guys have a good evening. Thank you and, for uh, chatting. Thanks for having me on you. the stream, yeah, man. We'll have you yeah, on a totally. proper episode one of these days. Where can people for find sure. you on the internet, Eddie? Uh, of course, you can check out uh, the podcast Extended Clip. Uh, you could find it on any podcast thing or at Extended Clip sixty nine on Twitter. I'm at iPod underscore Video on Twitter. So very uh, nice. Have a good evening, everybody, and thank you very right. much for having me. Happy four twenty, buddy. Have a good See one, Eddie. You too, you guys. Um. So anybody listening left out there, sound off with what games you've been playing. Yeah. You know, what are you, uh, what are you gaming? What are you As gaming? As a non-gamer, I have nothing with? to contribute. Wow. Do you play phone games or anything? I do play phone games. What do you like I was play? playing this, uh, this like touch baseball game. I played it for like a day and then deleted so it because like... it immediately became clear that it'd be like a huge uh, time waster. Gotcha. What um, kind it's of like baseball incredibly game incredibly it? easy it's just, it just like, like tap um, the button to swing yeah exactly yeah uh but you can like build teams and choose certain nice. players that you like you know every once but, in a while but it goes a whole really nine stressed. innings and it's just like it's too much <clears throat> end up wasting is it like time on it. are there loot boxes in it do they try to monetize you at all there you like get i, I wasn't exactly sure how it worked i played it for a day and then deleted it but, uh, That's how most of my phone games work. Yeah, I think I think you may like be able to draft better players if you get a certain amount of coins, which come through. I don't know. Hitting they have, uh, or something. I have no idea. Incoming. Wow. Oh really? Adding to the room. Hello, Charlotte. We have Charlotte. Hello. Charlotte. Hi. What's up? Not How's it much. going? <laughs> Good. Coming on for the games portion. Yeah. Wait, I still have Twitch playing through my headphones Oops. too. Wow. Mute that. Mute okay. that shit. I'm a boomer. I Jeez. I'm a boomer. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining that would be so awful. Okay, boomer. Yeah. To have the delay. So it's Charlotte's gamer minute. Yeah, we're we're yeah, it's gamer minute. corner now. What are you, yeah. what are you yeah. gaming on? Um, well, I heard uh mobile games, which is why I logged on. Hell yeah. Because I have had serious addictions to like the stupidest mobile games. Well, like, we've talked uh, before Yacht- about like Mini Metro. Oh, yeah. I love Mini Metro. That's but I'm classic. talking like the trash, like Yahtzee with friends. Like a little oh, virtual. To me, game. trash is like tapping games where you just tap a lot. I play some of those and that's kind of bad. I was playing this game, Color Road, that's like that, where you just have to like move this icon. It changes colors. You have to hit the right colors. And I was getting too good at it, so I started to play with my left hand because it didn't seem it didn't seem there was much to uh the difficulty to gain from it otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I had a what huge temple run phase years ago. Um but it was like several years after Temple Run was already popular and it had kind was of it after away. they made the sequel? 
I think so. It was like 2013. It was when I first got an iPhone because I got an iPhone kind of late. But then I also was in college for a while, very addicted to this one phone app game that was like cut that was like balls dropping from the ceiling and they fall into cups and you have to like pour them from one cup into another cup but we have another (laughs) guest joining we have (coughs) the internet's own celery joining celery's here (laughs) what's up celery how's it going whoa adam's back what's up how's it going We're talking about phone games we like to play. How you doing? <laughs> Something's up. Yeah, I'm thank getting... you. Thank you. What's up, guys? <laughs> I heard we were talking about uh, mobile games. True. Yeah. yeah, we're talking phones. It's, uh, you know, it's going all right. How are you guys doing? Just Pretty chilling. Good. Just chilling. vibing. How's your 420? Yeah. Are we on a delay? I feel like I think, I think there's like a delay. Pretty big delay. <laughs> oh no! Wow! Can you guys hear me? No, yeah, I we can, can hear you. Like, like ten seconds after we say something. Yeah. How could that be happening? I've never experienced that Maybe. before. The Zoom police. I I read a pretty interesting thread. Uh, <laughs> not not to go tinfoil hatty, but uh. Somebody was like, I've worked for like various uh, machine learning companies and all of them just have people like in a room watching like every mm-hmm. single, you know, uh, time that like somebody logs on to something or whatever. Oh, they're just um, watching, he was saying like, that he thought that, uh, suggesting that Zoom is working the same way that there are just people in a room watching like every single recorded video of, you know, people. So they on could Zoom. be watching us right now. They could be let, watching us right now. I have to let now, this yeah. damn cat out. Just one moment. Yeah. Well, if we do have any Zoom employees watching this for reviewing how we use the service, if you could leave a five-star review (laughs) watch the cinema on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we got some new fans. Yeah. Maybe. Or some new haters. Both, I think that's gainful in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Haters? Where are the haters? I think they're watching this call right now. Haters. Adam has been connecting the audio for like three minutes. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. I feel Adam's like issues. something must be going on. Yeah, I, I think know. we broke Zoom. Did we? I don't know. Wow. Should I? What do you think? Restart? I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, we could like. I'm gonna remove Adam. Sorry, Adam. Okay, then I'm gonna invite. Wait, I don't Adam. know how to invite Adam again. What do you mean? Maybe just tell him to use him your a... invitation link again. I'm just gonna send it to him. Yeah, you. you thank you. Sorry. Wow, this is an Adam rescue mission. Yeah, saving private cats, man. Maybe Celery is listening on to the audio on Twitch. And not on Zoom. Maybe. Maybe that's Am the I, Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Yeah. Are, you, are you listening to the audio on Twitch or Zoom? I have uh, Twitch muted. 
Oh, wait, okay. can you well, hear you're us now? Way oh, wait, quicker, so you're this more is... in sync now. Yeah, yeah. there, there so was totally a, a couple minutes where I was definitely like, a, there was like a five second delay between. Yeah. Uh, you were like, can I get a yeah. Zoom Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have any mobile games you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Charlotte was talking about... Um, Gosh, I don't remember what game you mentioned specifically, but uh, I know I said, Charlotte yeah, was funny. But you're su- also super into uh, Words with Friends, which she has destroyed me in many times. <laughs> I had to stop playing it because it was, like, too addicting. And also, like, I had, like, beaten some people and, like, felt bad about it. <laughs> had it started to affect your relationships? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would never play Nathan in it. Yeah, I can't play. I yeah. can't play like Scrabble type games. I'm just not. My brain just all words vanish when I'm required but, to come up with words. Um, in games like that, though, I was gonna say, um, there's these weird like relationships you get with like the users that friend you, so you can play. Like, I'm trying to think what like. Like, when I was really into, like, the poker game for a while, like, people can friend you and you can, like, play with them in the same room because I guess that was spades because they're, like, a good partner. And there's the people that, like, you just randomly get matched with, but then you still keep playing in Yahtzee because the games reward, like, that kind of parasocial relationship. So you'll just be, like, it'll be, like, some mom yeah, with, like, a picture of, like, her kid as her profile pic, but you're, you've been playing Words with Friends. For like a year. Yeah, I started doing words with friends, and I felt a little bit weird just because you have each other just so you can play the game with a person. Yeah, no, I've gotten like people have slid into my like words with friends DMs. It's <laughs> not, wow. Not like like uh, I've had two randoms like just post the like hope you're having a beautiful day thing. Like, I was about to like say that, that like, he's really speak. big. Do they what? use really big, like, high point words in their DM slides? <laughs> that would be funny. I haven't played in, like, a year, though, because I played it yeah. too much. <laughs> I feel that. I've been I off s- the mobile games during quarantine, though, which has been amazing. Yeah, I used to play a bunch of Sudoku before bed. That was, like, my wind-down thing, and I should probably start doing that again now that I am going crazy. <laughs> I'm playing a, like, Sudoku-esque game that, like, makes pictures it's it's yeah. hard to explain but it's very much like a sudoku is it picross still out of grid is it what is it picross i literally don't what is the name of it are I there like numbers on the different like, like rows and columns and it tells you how many blocks get filled it. in yeah cj says oh, those on the 3ds it's a fave yeah animal Maybe crossing fishing one. puts on him to sleep great bed game word from <laughs> cj Wow. Animal crossing, more like animal sleeping. <laughs> the only time I play mobile games is right before bed, and it's only solitaire. I do not play mobile games at all. I was going to say, that's a slippery slope, because those things are, like, there's so much, like, visual, like, animation candy that's supposed to, like, make your eyes right out of your head and make, keep you awake for hours. I mm. feel like I should play more, because I loved... 
um, browser games back in the day. You know, I loved oh, mini, yeah. miniclip.com, addicting <laughs> games, because I, I didn't have a console until the Wii, and I... I remember there was this one game on a miniclip back in the day where you were uh, George W. Bush and like mm-hmm. some people like oh, invaded yeah, the White House games. or whatever, and then you played as George W. Bush, like defending the White House. Very politically loaded. Did not realize at the time. Yeah, there were a lot of like Tony Blair, like versus um, Dick Cheney games, yeah, yeah. like Commando, Heli Attack. That one's a little more uh, <laughs> addicting you know, that one's games. The uh, the bourgeoisie uh, killing each other. Wow. You know? We can't, the the video add, we can't add Adam back because I removed him. No. I'm working on it. He's, he's sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, he Adam. He wanted to come the back. The rescue mission continues. Saving private so, cats, man. That was the real call of duty, was getting Adam back in the Zoom. Yeah. Hmm. Got to go, go above and beyond. Nathan, you've been on the the road to gaming over the last like year or two. Do you have a bedtime game? Um, I guess now. Well, for a while, Tetris Effect was a kind of bedtime game, that's but I kept running one. into this conundrum where I was like, "Oh, I want a game that's like chill for and good for like you know downtime, sleeping, whatever." Um, and like I want something cute, something fun, something easy. But I, then I just keep getting the like adult, like AAA intense games, and not the chill games. Also, I feel like Call of Duty multiplayer can kind of be a before bed thing sometimes because it's a little. What? I don't know. It's just a little like repetitive. Like it doesn't amp you up. Not, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> it depends. I gotta. Okay, I gotta figure out how to let Adam back in. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, that happens. I think I'm going to, I'm going to get going cause I need to uh, put some dinner in my, in my stomach. Well, thanks for nice. hanging out. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having me. Hope you all continue to enjoy your quarantine. Thanks. Until it's over. Um, See ya. Okay. Wow. Adam got locked out. Yeah, I'm finding I, where the setting yeah. is so I can just send it to you. Because I've used it before. Oh, I found it. Okay. Okay. I think he can. I sent him an invite. I think he can probably join now. We'll just see. We'll see what happens. CJ said he plays Battle Royale games before bed. Slightly chaotic. It's a little bit. The chaos. But sometimes chaos calms people down. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you need to meditate in the shower. You know, you need that torrent of of water to help you focus. Some people need to meditate in Fortnite. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Travis Scott, J.J. Abrams, Marshmallow. They're all meditating. <laughs> I've thought about doing live streams of me playing Wii Fit during the quarantine. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Either that or I have 
I have this like Xbox Connect game. It's like a meditation game that Deepak Chopra has his name attached to. So what? I don't know what that would be like. <laughs> have any of you so ever played? So what? That's okay. Four twenty in your yeah, feelings. I think everybody's vibing. Have any yeah. of you guys ever played Toe Jam and Earl? I never played any of them. No. They had like a new one last year, right? Yeah, actually, they had. Oh, uh, I didn't realize how close it was to dinner. They had like a a remake, kind of, or a reimagining of the original game, and the original mm. game was like uh, it was released on the Sega Genesis, and you know, of course, now if you wanted to play it, you could go, you know, just get any kind of emulator and play it on your laptop or whatever. Or uh, yeah, they have like a. Uh, a version of it on the Switch eShop, and they've had it on, you know, the Wii eShop and things like that in the past. But it was originally on the Sega Genesis, and oh my god, I like grew up playing that game, and I still it's one of my favorite games. But it's just that is a good like chill game. I don't know if it's a bedtime game. Mm-hmm. It's a very chill what? game. I never understood. No games are really bedtime games because you're brain is so activated that's, that's definitely true, true. <laughs> i convince myself that like laying in bed playing a game is like good but <laughs> no way yeah there's like one or two i can play but yeah most of the time my mind gets like way too activated by it yeah Can't no it's a bad. little it's like reading too much you know there's a little sweet spot where reading before bed can be kind of relaxing but if you read past that point i feel like you your brain gets too activated damn someone uh, reads can anyone I relate how to read you gotta read, no, I can't read. Call. any readers in the chat <laughs> sound off if you've ever read a book <laughs> i guess i should pull the twitch stream up too so i can i added that. adam I changed my security settings. He'll he'll get here. (laughs) Yeah, he's on his own time, you know. I changed it. It updated my settings. I don't even know. I'm sorry, Adam. No. It's like Owen Wilson. He's lost. He's trapped in the ether. He's trapped in the nether zone. It's just upsetting. Which hates him. Too it was he was too hot for Twitch. Wow. Just quietly. This is the part when everyone gets quiet at the party. <laughs> yeah, very somber note. Two hours and 20 minutes into the Hotbox, the live stream. The feature yeah. length live. You know, it's in that yeah. it's in that Oscar winning length territory. I'm just packing this little joint. I was gonna say CJ nice. tweeted at us saying that we uh 
we were fakes. There wasn't a single toke on the stream. Uh, there, there <laughs> were some bong. Is that allowed? There were some bong ribs. I don't know. Can I, like, if I smoke weed on it, won't it, like... We've been know. doing it. I don't, I don't know. know if it would or wouldn't. The NSA is watching every single Twitch stream. No, today, I mean, specifically. like, the, the, like, the, if Twitch removes things for, like... I don't know how their I system works. Like you, like I feel like you would be at the very end of like a long line yeah, of people. I feel like somebody would have Twitch to today. somebody would have to report it too. I feel like you know. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But maybe there's a cop who just sits at home and like watches Twitch on 420. <laughs> maybe our I podcast mean, because ta- cops some, do like, monitor, you know, monitor Instagram and Facebook so so heavily. They probably monitor Twitch too. They're probably like oh. You know, this guy was twitching at five o'clock. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I'll go get my smoking device. Hell yeah. We got challenged. Mm. Dang. The Catsman yeah. situation. I don't know how to let him in. Uh, what's, what's his Twitch uh, username? Motel Abyss. He, so he, just, he just said, I have an idea. He said he has an idea. But he didn't say we, still idea got a, we still got a solid amount of viewers. I wonder how many of these people are actively <laughs> listening still. Um, has anybody out there got any questions or comments for, for the panel yeah. before you? Any and all inquiries? Now's your time. Yeah. What is this panel experts in? Like what are we the experts of? Uh, hanging, having fun, living life. Yeah. No shoes, no shirt, no problem. I'm sorry if I get your like a uh, your Twitch stream banned right. for taking a tiny hit. Damn it! We can't advertise League of Legends on here anymore. <laughs> we can't monetize the stream. What are we gonna do? Wow, fire. Yeah. Fire on the fire. Twitch stream. Fire in the booth. We could just play Fire in the Mountain and vibe to it. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I don't know how it's you true. do Because <laughs> then um, when everyone gets quiet, that's what you should do. Yeah, like, I mean, if one of y'all want to share your do. screen and play it over your computer audio, then everyone on this Zoom panel will be able to hear it. Because whenever I play music, y'all can't hear it. It's just the Twitch that hears it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But that's also a commitment to listening to Fire mm. on the Mountain right now. Yeah, I exactly. Would, I don't My headphone situation, you know, I don't know. It's good. Mm. Token away. Yeah. <clears throat> so. It's so <laughs> oh, wow. your background. I wish I could do Zoom backgrounds so bad. It's like, I don't know why it upsets me so much that like my computer is not compatible. Is it like a special feature or something? No, it's like, it's actually like, I think now they made it so that it's something that you can even click on those three dots or on next to the the stop video. There's like a video settings thing. Um, But mine says it's not like I can't do it. You can see what it, this is what it does when I put it on, like, Ooh, because they don't have good. a green screen and they don't do it for 
Yeah. Um, it says computer doesn't meet requirements. So okay. I saw for doing like Zoom backgrounds as like promotions for like new video games and movies now. Like how they used yeah, to make like crazy. desktop wallpapers and stuff. But now you can promote a game with your Zoom background. The, These modern times. The, fucking, the, the companies adapt. Yeah. The game companies. I mean, they do like phone backgrounds. Zoom too. backgrounds um, are like the new version of like putting your banner for your company on your truck. Or MySpace thing sure. or something. Yeah, I was going to say MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Where, Sorry for stealing your it's answer. It's like putting... <laughs> Do any of y'all play Neopets? Or oh, hell yes. A little bit. Like a, I had a webkin. That's so. like in your shop, you know, like putting little banners in. You would put banners in your shop for other people's shops. Oh, I was I so know. into Obviously Neopets. I had like a guild on Neopets. I was in a guild. What was your guild? Like, it was like Star... It was before. like... it was. Oh, it was the Ninja yeah. Llamas. That was my... <laughs> I have this whole fictional universe about the ninja llamas that I made up. Adam is FaceTiming me. <laughs> Hold him up in your webcam feed. No. Next to the microphone. <laughs> well, then he's not going to be able to hear us. But... Oh, wait. I can I can't face him every once in a while. <laughs> God. The specter of Adam over this oh. Zoom chat. Glitchy Adam. <laughs> You're just... Oh, that's your actual room as the Zoom background. There we go. No, it's really my room. Hi, Adam. Sorry oh. I can't let you in. I don't Nathan know what's going like on. I think you'd have to restart the Zoom call. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we can do it and just keep the stream live. I guess that's true. I can do it. I'm going to restart the Zoom call. If we want to. Yeah, let's do it. So this is the end of part one. Yep. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Cause I speak of the pompatists of love. about me, baby Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry Cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home Cause I'm a picker I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I get my love in all.
still watching let's see frank okay i do not know it shot down a little bit but you know we got a couple of folks apologies to the viewers we ended up quitting and instead of being able to start back up immediately we figured out that since we were recording this it had to like encode that recording file it took took some time to process yeah I think that actually Charlotte will not be coming back, unfortunately. Uh, I see Andrew Swafford just said, yeah. What's up, Andrew? How's it going, my Cinematary co-host? What's up, Andrew? Um, yeah, we're doing good. What's up? You're, I'm very quiet. Can you hear me now? Uh, Who said you're quiet? Andrew did. Um, All right. Oh, wait. Adam is waiting to be let in. Let's do it. Adam is back. Closure. For that arduous affair. I'm so sorry that I didn't, I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't know you wouldn't be able to come back. No, it's, it's, it's kind of good to know to a certain extent. I feel like, you know, that, that was Zoom being proactive about, uh, you know, it's the people, um, 
kind yeah. of invading um was it their various organizing meetings um even though zoom was kind of evil uh, not on so you much zooming. i also so left for like three zooming. minutes and was making coffee it's my fault you did the right thing <laughs> you're all good back to them yeah i don't know i don't even know you know we were talking about games we were talking about phone games yeah I don't I'm trying to play know. Crash Bandicoot right now because it was like cheap, and I was needed a new game after uh, either Mario Odyssey and uh, uh, it's Are like playing it, it on the Switch. On the Switch, it is not aged well. <laughs> um, no, just running toward the camera forever. Yeah, I, I mean, like the gameplay is fine, but it's just one of those things where I feel like Donkey Kong Country and all those games were a lot mm-hmm. better at hiding, you know, the weird, you know, uh, goofy indigenous tropes that they use whereas like crash bandicoot you just have to beat up like jorts yeah um anyways it's a i mean mean, yeah the game the game is fine but like there's so much but also like you have this like spirit guide that is a floating yeah floating mask it's a whole yeah yeah i just like like one of the bosses you have to like beat up some like village chief elder and it's just like (laughs) Yeah. I'm good. No, thank you. Crash okay. Bandit. That was the edgy Sony mascot in the '90s. Yeah, because I, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm like now again. I'm late to a lot of this stuff. Uh, quarantine has turned me into a, a gamer, but um, oh, gamer mode, gamer mode, Joker mode. Um, but uh, like you know, it was the Final Fantasy VII has this really weird, you know, is it um, kind of like racist characterization of the one black characters mm-hmm. the, the the way that they have all of his dialogue but all of his dialogue once you take aside um the way that it's written it's like him talking about um uh it was a classism and pollution and uh it was the effect that uh, uh this yeah. mega corporation has in the environment and uh sort of yeah. people who do, can't afford to you know is it move and uh shouldn't have to because it, anyway so like there's like stuff in it where it like counteracts certain things that haven't aged well with uh, certain things that have aged almost too well but this <laughs> yeah sorry for that that detour. have you played a final fantasy before this no I played one yeah yeah i, I played I, one really I, I I'm I'm sold. Uh, the only thing is that I those games where you have to like wait your turn to fight. Yeah. I I'm just like constantly dying. So I'm so used to like the immediate response of being able to like move around and attack whenever. Yeah. And I have to choose either po- like with Pokemon, it's fine because I feel like you can like you know there isn't that much. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. <laughs> No, those games kind of frustrate me too. I didn't really play yeah. JRPGs until like last year, two years ago, really, mm-hmm. just because of how frustrated I Like I played Pokemon, but then I kind of fell away from it. Yeah. Uh, when I grew up some. But What's the plot line though? Who needs it? It's nice to have in some games, but... <laughs> yeah. For yeah. sure. But the new one, the new one seems like they got rid of the, the turn-taking thing, so it's all, all plot and yeah. aesthetic, so... Mm-hmm. I haven't played one, but I'm interested in playing the original Final Fantasy VII now so that I can play the remake because apparently it is so heavily about itself. Oh, interesting. And like the the way that like fans have shaped it over the years. At times it's like literalist mm-hmm. interpretation. At times it's fan fiction. I've heard pretty promising things about it actually. It makes me want to go play it. 
That's fascinating. Yeah, I have to wait a year till it comes to like the Switch or whatever. So I'm, I'm a lot familiarizing of myself with the lore. Game yeah. franchises are so uh, intimidating, you know, in the mm-hmm. numbering and just like the longevity and how many installments and spinoffs there are. And it's just like very difficult to access as a novice. You know, I felt that way about Resident Evil for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt that way about Resident Evil when you're like, you got to watch the first one, the second one, and the third one. <laughs> <laughs> watch them all. All the movies fucking slap. Why wouldn't you? I will say yeah. that, the, that the fourth does offer a pretty easy entry point. Yeah, uh, it's the pretty... Games. No, the movie. Oh, the game, I'd say, is also kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I think it, it, the the thing with Final Fantasy is that it has such a big fan base for the seventh one, and knowing people who I think like like the seventh one made it pretty easy to just start there. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that was also when they were turning to like three D character models, three D yeah. environments. Yeah. Uh, kind of taking it away from sprites and everything that had been there before that up until six. So uh, it was a big cinematic game. Mm-hmm. For sure, PlayStation One system seller. The final disc, the very so final fantasy, <laughs> the last of the fantasies. But they yeah. keep making more of them. It was supposed to be the final one. And isn't that the opposite of a fantasy? Huh. That's a bad joke. Well, yeah. Should we maybe wind this live stream down? I think so. We wanted to come back on with Adam in hand. Yeah, get some closure sure that it could happen. Just you know, we said yeah. we we're, we said we would. We you know we stand by our word. We said yeah. we'd get Adam back I'm in nothing here, and we did without that's, my word. Yeah, no, that is a, a fan to see. I'm the fan. That's that's the fantasy. It's fan service. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank we got to write you back in. We got to retcon you back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The live stream. It. It's the haunt of this live stream. Is Adam? <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy uh, Nine, Hans but, back. You know, live yeah. streaming this went well. This was a fun experience. I think perhaps there will be more. Yeah, I'll be I'll, live streams I'll, in the future. Yeah, it was kind of a, an accident that I was even on it. I just clicked on the Zoom and then rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you broadcast it on the internet. I feel yeah, like that's on for hanging cold. out. Yeah, it was a great way to celebrate a special day. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. But yeah, we talked about doing a, a a couple different ideas for maybe future live streams or something for the podcast. So yeah, I think so. You, you're Twitch streaming your DJ sets, which is fun. Yeah, you know maybe some live screenings. You know we were originally going to screen something with this, but that's too much. There's a, a lot of too much. There's a lot of testing ground. Yeah, in but maybe to, we'll do that on another thing too. Yeah, cool. But all right, well I guess we're about to head off the air, so. Um, nice talking to you guys. Yeah, final words. Uh, go follow Adam at Motelibus. Yeah, Seth um, at ASAP Sunscreen. <laughs> Myself Nathan's. at Trillmore Girls. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug, Adam? Uh, I do not. Um, there is, I guess. Uh, let me see. One thing. One single plug. One single plug. Let me get a plug, plug in. Don't yeah. mind if I get a plug in real quick. Y'all got a plug I can borrow? 
My phone's about to die. The Elvis. Uh, yeah, dude. Hashtag free them all. Then letter four public health was one of the. Th- I'm not involved directly in any of that, but that seems to be a good campaign where uh, there okay. are mutual aid projects going on. Um, but all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> See y'all yeah. later. Yeah. Um, at Hotbox the Cinema. At Hotbox you know, the Cinema. Follow. Follow. Yeah. Give a listen. Yeah. A new episode. All the listeners out, out there. Ago another one in at some point in the future some point hopefully sooner rather than later thank you to True. the very final listeners who stuck with us through it all yeah appreciate your your chats yeah thank you to the guests who came on and didn't make it for the final round but you know always appreciated yeah but there can only be one it's the thunderdome yeah it's adam anyways <laughs> right. well i'm gonna stop streaming and Bye. I'm going to stop recording. Bye.